Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All our times have come Here but now they're gone Seasons don't fear the reaper Nor do the wind and the sun or the rain We can be like they are Come on baby, don't fear the reaper Baby, take my hand Don't fear the reaper We'll be able to fly Don't fear the reaper Baby, I'm your man La, 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 la La, 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 la Together in eternity, Romeo and Juliet. Forty thousand men and women every like day. Romeo and Juliet. Forty thousand men and women every day. Redefine Another forty thousand coming every day. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear the reaper. Baby, take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. We'll be able to fly. Don't fear the reaper, baby. I'm your man. La 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 She couldn't go on The door was open And the wind appeared The candles blew And then disappeared The curtains flew And then he appeared Don't be afraid Come on baby She had no fear 
But she ran to Then him they started to fly They looked backward and said she goodbye She had become like they are She had taken his hand She had become like they are Come on baby, don't fear the reaper La, 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 la La Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. Uh, you know what? All our times have come. Crow up top should have told you. Uh, crow, <laughs> crow, <laughs> parks closed. Moose out front should have told you. Crow up top should have told you that everything's over. But the shouting, and we know that. That's what Darling Cruel told us in 19, whatever the fuck. Uh, how you doing? How you holding up? You okay? I hope you're okay. I hope you and yours are happy and healthy and warm and not wet. Uh, this seems to be a wet disease from what I'm hearing. Everybody winds up wet at some point, like their lungs. It's dry drowning. You get filled up with whatever the fuck. Uh, you just you just wind up with lungs filled with fucking Robitussin, you know, just goop. And nobody wants any goop in their lungs except Gwyneth Paltrow. She loves it. She's thrilled. She's branding this. You know, she's going to brand this disease. This is the Paltrow plague, buddy. That's what she's calling it. Everywhere she goes, if she puts a jade egg in her fucking anus or whatever the fuck she does to go ahead and stay fucking fresh for her boyfriends or is she still with the Apple dude or not the Apple dude? Apple's their kid, right? She's with Coldplay Jones. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know if she is. Is she? Who knows? I mean, just it literally, isn't it funny how people just reveal themselves to be batshit over time? Like, you know, you're like Gwyneth Paltrow is like, all right, yeah, she's a good egg. Because I'll tell you what, there's rumors that fly around about Gwyneth Paltrow that are not there. They're unsavory is what I'm going to tell you. Now, because she's got like a famous dad or whatever the fuck. Isn't he like a uh, like a soap opera dude? Am I wrong? No, that's Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's got soap opera dad. But Gwyneth Paltrow's got like doctor dad or somebody or, or, or he's an instructor or professor. Who knows? I'm sure he's being consulted on this disease. Maybe that's why she called it the Paltrow plague. Maybe he's at the forefront of the uh, the the, uh, the research, and she's like, "Aha! Here's what you do: you fill a jade egg with coffee, and you put it in everybody's pussy, and watch them fucking perk up." Well, what if they don't have a pussy? Well, I'm very sorry, all men will die. What? Well, we're still we're searching over to Goop International, <laughs> aren't we? Um, but yeah, she's got a, she's got that there. But the unsavory thing that I'm t- I'm going to tell you, and I apologize for dropping this on your lap. Although I guess I just said she put a jade egg filled with coffee off her pussy. Um, the rumor is that she wound up getting a career, uh, by getting banged out by Harvey Weinstein. And that's how she wound up getting her way into, uh, into movies. Uh, and, and she, oh, she wound up unscathed kind of in, in the whole Harvey Weinstein come to Jesus, fucking Annabelle Shora throws a stake at fucking Tony Soprano. And then talks about how she got raped by Harvey Weinstein fucking extravaganza that we just saw unfold over the last fucking 10 months. Uh, which culminates in Harvey Weinstein getting, uh, I uh, here's what I'm going to call it, not nearly enough jail time. Fuck that guy, fuck him, fuck everything he ever did, fuck every breath he ever took, and fucking every goddamn car he ever rode in, and fuck every word he ever screamed or yelled out of his fucking mouth. That fucking guy drives you crazy, doesn't he? When you hear, here's the thing I hate about a fucking guy like that. You know, you 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 spend your whole life treating people beneath you who aren't even really beneath you. It's just because you have money or position or power. You treat the people that are uh, lesser than you as lesser than you. They're just people. They're normal fucking guys. 
It's like I go to the supermarket now and you're fucking elbowing people in the fucking ribs for tomato sauce and some asshole shoots a mean look at a, a guy who works there because he can't stock the shelves fast enough and you just gotta go, you know what, man, I'm gonna bounce your fucking head off the floor. Are you kidding me? There's a fucking germ out there that's calling your name. I hope it finds you quick. Go home, get laid up, get a fever and look at your own fucking mortality and realize who the fuck you're fucking screaming at here. I'm swearing a lot in the beginning of this show. Uh, but who cares? Again, it's all over. Everything's gone to fucking hell. But fucking Harvey Weinstein's one of those idiots. He treated everybody like garbage. I mean, I, uh, my, I have a tenuous connection. My brother knows a guy who worked for him, worked as an assistant. And uh, he would literally like throw lamps at people. He was a fucking dick. He would hit people in the fucking head. He was, he was just a not a, I mean, obviously he's a monster. It's, it's not even like not a nice guy. He's a shitty fucking person. And then he would use his power or whatever. Because again, look at that fucking guy. You think that guy was ever going to get laid in a million fucking years on his own? Fuck no. He again. He he looks like autistic Tony Soprano. Uh, he just he looks like if 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 fucking Gandolfini got caught in the Brundlefly machine with a Down syndrome kid. That's what fucking Harvey Weinstein looks like. And then he's going to go out and fucking flaunt it and try to bang chicks and whatever the fuck. And th- what came out during the trial, which actually. And it's terrifying to hear this. And I apologize for dropping this on you now. Although if you're watching the news, you're hearing much worse than what I'm fucking talking about right now. But some woman testified that Harvey Weinstein's, he had a micro penis, like he had a tiny shriveled dick. And that makes complete sense because when, when the women would talk about the raping, he always wanted to, to eat them out or go or go down on them or whatever, or grab them or whatever. Like that's, that was his fucking deal because he was so emasculated by having a, a, a fucking shrimp cock that he had to do the other. Now, look, I, you know, uh, and I, I got no, <laughs> I'm not going to equip myself with Harvey Weinstein here, but I'm saying I certainly understand the appeal of going down on, on uh, women or people or whatever the fuck. That's, that's my favorite thing in the fucking world. But uh, to do it in that instance, in a weird position of power, and then, and to not involve uh, your undercarriage or whatever the fuck else you're packing, that that just goes toward a fucking level of shame you can't even think about that. And that explains to me why he was such a fucking monster, why he had to do this with chicks, because he couldn't fucking pull it off with what he was packing. So then he had to fucking use his power and unctuousness and fucking whatever to ooze all over them and then go down on him. Because also in a weird way, he was probably thinking, oh, this is what they like, too. So I'm off the hook. This isn't really rape if I'm going down on them. And I was like, fuck your diseased fucking brain. Jesus Christ. What a. It's just, it's just that thing. You know that thing where Homer Simpson, they do the thing and they, they uh, look at his head and he's got that monkey with the symbols. King, king, king. Fucking inside Harvey Weinstein's head. It's just, it's just got to be like floating disease cells. Like you just, just like a fucking, uh, or, or, or you know what it is? It's like those fucking World War II horrible like war movie things. Like just terrible torture thing. Oh my God. What a, he must hate himself and others so much. Which is great punishment. Good. Because you know what you want to do with a guy like that? You want to put him in fucking jail forever so he has to think about what he did. But then, when he's, it's time for him to go to jail. This is the thing I hate about fucking Harvey Weinstein. He's like, uh, oh, oh, my back. Uh, uh, uh. And they're like, oh, my heart. And he's like, oh, he is, he's having a heart attack. We better put him in the Waldorf Astoria Hospital or whatever the fuck they've got. And it's like, come on, man. You don't get to fake your way out of jail. For fucking years, you raped people and did dumb shit. Time to pay, it's time to pay the check. It's have some have it that long last have the decency to go. Ah, it's time to pay the check. But instead, it's like, oh, my bursitis. I couldn't possibly go to Gen Pop. Yes, you could. You fuck. You're going to go and you're going to you know what you're going to listen to. Here's you know what I instead of because people are like, he's going to get raped in jail. It's like, nah, I don't know if that'll happen. They'll beat the fuck out of him. Probably definitely going to do that. Um, 
And, and I'm not happy about that. Nobody should be happy. That, jail should not be this automatic rape sentence or death sentence. You shouldn't root for people to get raped in jail or beaten up or whatever the fuck. Um, but what you should hope is that all of his rights are taken away and he is treated so poorly. Like you just, I, so then he gets, and then he goes to jail and then they're like, oh, he gets the coronavirus. And I'm like, I, you know, I just don't know whether to believe that. I don't know if that's more bullshit from his lawyers to keep him out of gen pop. That's the deal. Like he's, oh, I'm highly contagious or I, this or that or what? Fuck you, man. Go to gen pop or go wherever. Just, just, and also look, I'm not a death penalty guy. I don't think anybody should be killed. I, I don't, I don't understand the logic of it, I mean, it just seems very medieval. But sometimes you run into a guy like a Harvey Weinstein who you know has never, never been good, never done anything nice, never done anything he could to, to uh, I, I mean, everything he did was because he wanted something. So that guy's just taking from the planet. So, I mean, we don't have to cut his head off or anything, but I mean, is there a problem with euthanizing a guy like that? I don't know. Boy, the world's a fucking complicated place, isn't it? When you're, you're like, hey, I'm sitting here because I'm, I'm, I'm defending not killing Harvey Weinstein, but then I'm like, isn't it okay to kill Harvey Weinstein? Shouldn't that be a guy we fucking eliminate? Because if you don't offer anything, if you bring nothing to the table, I don't, because you've never heard of anybody, not one person has come out and said, you know what? Harvey's actually a really good guy. No, man, they fucking ran for the hills. And also because a ton of them have the fucking a, a grocery bill to pay that I probably can't imagine how fucking long it is. You imagine when they fucking wheel some other some of these other idiots in there who wind up using their power and abusing people. That's funny, man. Everything's changing and, and everything's changing in such a fast, rapid way. I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's what's coming of this country. And, you know, it's funny to me, again, speaking of rapidity and how everything happened so quickly. Are you guys getting the junk mails now trying to solve the coronavirus? Has that happened to you? Uh, you know, what? Uh, the the issue with me giving my email address at the end of this show, which I will later, is it's out there for whomever to fucking gank and then throw on whatever myriad lists they have that try to sell me a bunch of bullshit. I cannot tell you how many times I get an email for uh, Donald Trump's thousand dollar bill and here's an or Donald Trump's coin, minted coin or uh, anything to keep my dick hard. You know what I mean? Some, 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 and it's never, Hey, here's Viagra for you. It's always some fucking uh, Yanni Indian fucking cure because they're like, Hey, and here's, here's another one. I love too. For some reason, the secrets of the native uh, American are very fascinating to junk mail guys because they'll be like uh, the Yanni Indians never had a problem with fertility. In fact, they often have 11 or 12 children at a time and fathering them as late as 75. Do you want to keep your dick hard that far? Then go ahead and order this, uh, potion or watch this video you know what i mean it's 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 ludicrous but they they tap into some fucking weird angles they because like i'm gonna go oh wait a minute hold on the Ho- the hopi indians they have this fucking plan well of course that's because the indians did so well in repopulating after we gave them blankets that ruined everything that i definitely want to find out what they're drinking to keep five kids alive I and mean, it's never fucking happening if that was the case the fucking hopi indians would be fucking all the time and building up an army where they could fucking go after us and fucking take this goddamn country back although honestly looking around would you want it back do you want it back i'm not sure you do uh, that's right. This is right to you. Native Americans. Go ahead and take that, take that and run with it, baby. Um, but, but these junk mailer guys, another one that they have is, uh, have you ever said basically the, it boils down to this. Uh, have you ever seen a native American with a, a bald native American? You have not unless by choice for a ritual of some sort, but they have long flowing black hair. And now you can too, with this combination of roots and fruits and berries that they've taken for years. Uh, it's, it's this strange mix of modern science miracles 
combined with, oh, look, man, everybody knows that if you just eat four leaves, you won't ever go bald. You know, there's this fucking horseshit. And I don't know who the fuck is falling for it. There has to be somebody falling for that stuff. I remember for for years, like uh, probably the 2000s, the 90s and 2000s, there was this dick surgery where you could get your cock bigger. They were like, hey, this surgery uh, lengthens your cock. It's it's amazing or whatever. And also there was the girth one where they inject, they take fat out of your eyeballs or whatever the fuck and they, and they inject it in your cock. So then you can see who you're fucking, like really up close, I suppose. Uh, put a cornea. I'll have a cornea cock. Give me a cock cornea. Do that. I'll do that so they can fucking peer around, look at what's going on, stare in my own pants. God, I want to stare in my own pants. What's going on in my pants? You know what? Fuck this mystery. I put pants on. I don't see what's going on in there. They could be plotting against me. My fucking balls are having a chat with my thighs. My fucking kneecaps are talking to my shins. I don't care for this fucking weird-ass goddamn Studio 54 together coffee clatch party in my pants. If I'm putting it on, I get. I need. A, you know what? I need a cornea in my cock so I can see what the fuck is going on in there. I need a spy. I need a spy cock. <laughs> I need my cock to spy on my shins. Jesus Christ, that's what I need. It's what we all need, really, when you think about it, because that could be the root of our problems. Maybe it's our shins who are planning our demise. Maybe our sh- and and you know what? Here's the thing, shins. I'm telling you right now, back off. Because if we die, you're done. Blood flow goes away to you, and maybe that's what you want. Maybe uh, maybe shins are just like a death cult. Maybe they're like the fucking Marshall Applewhites. Maybe they're waiting for a comet to come through. Shins have been plotting for a long fucking time, and now they're rooting against us. Maybe the shins want us to fall. The shins are rooting. Maybe because we overuse our shins. Maybe you walk too much, or you're playing. Maybe you're out there getting shit. Because that's why shin splints. Shins are just like, we shouldn't get fucking splints. If you walk like a normal person, we shouldn't get any splints. But because of fucking gym fix, everybody gets shin splints now. And they're like, fuck you, man. And the shins, they wish they could bail, but they can't. And they're connected to the knees. And the knees are just like, yeah, man, you can't go anywhere. Because then this guy's going to fall to the ground. And then we're scraping the ground. Knees have a vested interest in keeping shins on board. All the shins want to bail and go on strike and split out of your legs, but then knees are like them. We'll get dragged on the fucking ground. You think we want to get all fucking ground up on the fucking cement? No, shins stay there. You're the only thing keeping us between us and the feet. And knees hate feet. Oh my Christ, do knees hate feet? You think knees and feet get along? No, they don't. In fact, the if you go look at the early prototype of humans. When fucking Jesus or whoever made humans at first, there were no shins. No, it was knees to feet. You know how the shin bone's connected to the knee bone? No, no, the knee bone was connected to the ankle bone. That's how it worked. And fucking knees were so close to feet and they had a blood feud like they had and the ankles were pissed. They're like, fuck this, can't you two get along? Because they're in between all that. It's like basically they're the bouncer. Fucking knees and feet are drunk in a bar screaming at one another and the ankles are the only thing between them keeping them apart. But knees can't actually make their move and go after the feet and it turned into a fucking thing where the ankle had to listen to the bitch all the goddamn time. So ankles called God and went, dude, you gotta do something, man. These knees and feet are keeping me up at night. Ankles can't get a good night's sleep. And Adam's like, yeah, I can't fucking, I don't know what's happening. So Jesus is like, all right, boom, 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 snaps his fingers, installs some shins. There you go. But shins are like, what the fuck are we doing now? Because now just knees are yelling down. Ankles can sleep because they can't yell that far. But shins have to hear knees bitching constantly about feet. That's fucking terrible. And don't even get me started on the femurs. Femurs are just like, what? Because there's trouble in the forest. There is uh, hope among the trees where the maples have more sunlight and the oaks ignore their pleas. Well, that's how it is with your legs. There is unrest in your pants uh, because of your knees. The uh, shins want to leave, and then your ankles hate your knees. I don't know how it goes. I'm trying. We're trying here, man. The fuck do you want? It's Friday. And and uh, does anybody care? Does anybody know what time or day it is anymore? I don't. I don't fucking know. Like, I got to start having a discipline where I wake up and I put pants on, right? I got to do something with my life where I, I just get up and I go, all right, let's, let's wake up at a decent hour and have, I don't know, a pancake. And then uh, watch a movie or at work. Let's do some work, right? Shouldn't we do some work? I got plenty of work I could do. 
uh, it's case in point, this fucking show is getting recorded on a Friday afternoon for some fucking reason, because I just, cause I kept sitting down to do it and I'm like, nah, I, uh, uh, so what were we talking about? We we're talking about, uh, oh, the, oh, the like, fucking guys who get shit injected in their dicks. So they tried to make their dick fat and then they would, they would get this surgery where they would inject fat into their cocks and everybody like, ha ha, look at my fat hog. But then the fat would like gather down at the, at the, at the bell end and make a fucking weird like a like a cock sledgehammer, which sounds great. Uh, you know, ostensibly that sounds it, 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 that'd be something you want, but it's not because it, all it does is it makes a weird shape and shit like that. And then you're you're Weinstein. Now you're half a fucking Weinstein. You got a fucking weird ass mutilated dick. You don't want to do that. I, even I knew because again, you know, like I told you, I'm no great shakes. I'm I'm completely normal. Every statistic you look up, straight normal. I'm there. And uh, and you 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 hope I, I actually did a show where I gave out the numbers once. So that again, no one needs to know anymore. Um, but, but the thing is, I even I knew I was like, why would you ever get surgery to make? You can't get surgery to make your dick bigger. You can't do it. And then there's like penis pumps or this or that or whatever the fuck. And the, and it's funny the surgery to make your dick bigger. Here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to get it. And I actually read about it because I was like, well, who, who's believing this? There were articles about people who wound up having to go back to the doctor because all they did was they, there's a, I guess there's a ligament that suspends your cock that, uh, you know, when you get hard, you know, your blood flow and your cock goes up in the air and there you go. It's like, it, it's, it's like when you're at the, the carnival and you got a sledgehammer again, a lot of sledgehammers in this show and you hit the thing trying to ring the bell. And then, uh, so that you just your, your cock goes up, you know, you know, we all know you got a cock, it gets hard and it goes up in the air. Um, so there's a ligament, I guess, that has something to do with that. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know anatomy. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I got, I'm not even have a GED for fuck's sake. Uh, hard to believe would you listen to this show, right? So, uh, they would cut the ligament. That was, that was the whole deal. They, that was, that was the, the cock enlargement surgery. It's almost like the, it's the haircut from coming to America. When he go, uh, Eddie Murray sits in the chair and he's like, what do you want? And he's like, just make it neat. And he just cuts off the fucking, his prince's lock. And he goes, that'd be 10, uh, $20 or whatever the fuck. And he just looks at him like, Jesus Christ, you just cut off my prince's lock. I, all right. But that's what it is with this surgery. I'm sure it costs a lot more than 20 fucking dollars or whatever. And they just, they just cut a ligament in your, on your lap, your lap ligament. They fucking severed your lap ligament. So then you'd get more hang. But then when your cock got hard, it still pointed at the ground. That was the whole deal was it didn't, it didn't have, they cut out the whole wheel and pulley system that makes your heart on fucking stand up. So then these guys would try, and then it also interfered with blood flow. So then if you'd kind of get sort of hard, your cock was still pointing at the ground. So instead of having a, uh, you know, like a golf flag, you had a metal detector, if that makes any sense. You're just pointing at the fucking ground the whole time, which is fine. You got an elephant's trunk, which is okay. I mean, and, and if it's that big, whatever, but, but. Then people were like, the guys were like, oh, my dick's not any big. And all they would gain, they would gain like an inch or an inch and a half or something like that. And man, if you're, if you're playing the inch and a half game, you, you, you got to step up your fucking fingers and tongue game. You know what I mean? It's like, I look, we'd all love to fucking just walk in and be magnificently fucking hung. Like our friend, Peter, uh, uh who, who is it? Peter, Peter, I, I, how do I not Tom Byron? I, Cause Tom Byron is the guy, oh, Peter North, Jesus Christ. I, and I'm, all my references are 80s porn stars. Does anybody even know the name of a, like a 90s or not even like a now? Let's go now. Does anybody know a, a male porn star? Because I, I can tell you Jamie Gillis and Peter North and fucking Tom Byron and uh, and all those dudes. John Holmes, of course. I mean, every, uh, Jamie Gillis and uh, Paul Thomas. 
Was that his name? I think it was Paul Thomas. All these, you know, I knew those guys' names, sadly, because they were in the credits, because there were actually credits for pornos back then. Now it's just two people in a dimly lit back seat filming themselves in a Walmart parking lot going at it. And, you're just, and, and I'm, that's more than enough for me. That's all I need. Now it's always some fake stepsister porn, which, again, this country is fucking ludicrous. There's already coronavirus porn. There's already porn with people. And, and look, I got to be honest with you. All right, I'm going to have full disclosure here. Uh, this might just be the quarantine talking. But a uh, hot Asian girl in surgical mask was not a fetish I saw coming. I'm not going to lie to you because I have now been out to the store a few times. And uh, and it's funny because I, I was going to tweet that joke. I still might. I might tweet that out. Uh, but I actually sent it to Lily first a couple of days ago because it because it was true. I mean, it, it, it's a uh, there's a real story behind it. I'll tell you in a second. But I, I thought of it when I was out at the store and I sent it to Lily and I go, hey, will I get in trouble if I tweet this? And uh, basically exactly what I just said to you. And she goes, well, you got to change Asian to like a uh, sport girl or da, da, da. And I go, no, no, that's there's the funny. That funny goes away then. You know, the specificity is what makes it funny. And so she called me and we had a discussion about it. She's like, yeah, but you got you run the risk of somebody coming in and going, ah, you're objectifying. And I go, yeah, I, I know that's because that's because fucking everything is stupid now. I go, but the funny part is the, the fact that I go, you know, because the surgical mask thing is just, yeah, everybody's wearing one. So. The the obvious joke is to say, hey, look, you know, I never I never thought hot chicks and surgical masks would do it for me. But hot Asian chick makes it specific. And it also kind of takes the edge off with the fucking coronavirus and where it came from and all these different things. And then I actually thought I was like, what if I went Chinese girl in a fucking in a in a fucking uh, mask? And then I went, nah, that's too specific. Um, But but I I. So whatever the fuck. So anyway, that's there you go. So I had that thought the other day because I went to the store. And uh, and I saw three separate because here's that where I went. I went to a Ralph's, but also I went to 99 Market because I was looking for rice. Um, even they were out of rice, by the way. All they had left was sushi rice, and I'm like, uh, I you know I is I'm adventurous, but I'm not make your own sushi at home adventurous yet. You know, and I the apocalypse will have to get a little more severe. The hounds will really have to be at the door for me to think about making my own fucking sushi with sushi rice, uh, just because I know I'd fuck it up. And I love sushi. I don't I don't want to give myself. You know, there's things I love. Like I, 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 I love sushi. I love pussy. Like I'm gonna find, but if I tried to make either of them, I would fuck it up and ruin it for my for the rest of my life. I'd be like, God damn it! Look what I did. Um, although I, you know, let's be honest, you could make a pussy right now if you go if you go on the internet. There's all these instructions for quarantine, like how to jerk off, like how to fill a to take a condom and put it on a fucking toilet paper tube and fill it with fucking. Uh, never mind. I, I've I've looked too far into this and talked too much about it. All right, so, um. But you've seen that where they fucking uh, they take a couple of sponges with a couple of uh, <laughs> fucking rubber pants. Oh, Christ. Just jerk off like a grown person. All right. Just spit in your hand and go at it. Nobody needs you to build a fucking machine. I don't need a Rube Goldbergian machine to shoot ropes. Just fucking spit in your hand and get the job done. It's worked forever. God damn it. You think Rosie the Riveter had to take a fucking condom, wrap it around a toilet paper tube and uh, and spray fucking uh, uh, Astroglide in it and then fucking hold it on her dick and jerk off with it? No, she didn't. She flexed her muscles and got to work for this country and just did it like a grown up. She just fucking spit in her hand and went at it. Yeah, that's right. Rosie Riveter was was trans. I don't know if you know this. She was uh, she was transitioning, and that's why she was able to lead the charge. God damn it! Uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. What the fuck? Where were we at? <laughs> not that not that this should be any different than any other time we do the fucking show. Uh, oh, talking about idiots and their fucking cocks, and 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 how I I was furious at my shins. That's how. There you go. I'm furious at you. No, shins are furious at me. 
Knees are furious at shins. I, mean, I can't run into that again. I don't remember what the fuck I said. Oh, I was talking about junk mail. That's what I was talking about. I don't understand the... Uh, I mean, I don't know anybody who, who would fall for this. Who does fall? There has to be people who fall for this because they send them out, right? There has to be somebody out there who's like, yeah, I've never seen a bald Indian. Send me a handful of pamphlets or whatever the fuck. There has to be some dope. Because again, people believe any of this shit as we see with this fucking coronavirus. Fucking Trump comes out and he's like, uh, we heard about this Karenique or whatever the fuck drug and everybody's going ahead. And then some asshole a day later is drinking fish cleaner. And going, no, his wife's like, ah, the president said it was okay. And I'm like, you, I, look, I I feel bad for anybody taken in by that huckster with that sort of advice. But also, you know what? If you drink fish cleaner because this fucking dolt told you to have a good trip, you know, I, I, I can't have any sympathy for the guy who went and I understand this is a scary time for a lot of people, but you still have to keep your wits about you and you have to realize, hey, maybe you don't drink drain cleaner or whatever the fuck it was because because the the president said so. And this isn't even about like, I don't give a fuck about Trump or whatever. If anybody out there and I know they're ascribing him an authority that he is rightfully deserved because he's the elected leader of this country. Uh, even if he is a fuck up or whatever else, whatever I think about him or you, anybody else, there are people who still do that respect the office or he's the number one most influential voice. And there are people who do give themselves over to that myth. They did it with Obama too. They did it with everybody. Like if he said it, it was okay. So these people who think that if, if Trump says it, it's okay exist. And so that's why it's so dangerous that he's such a fucking narcissistic, ridiculous liar who only cares about himself because he wants to get the fucking businesses open super quick. So he's like, hey, we heard about this fucking drug care, you know, La Musica. I do. What is it called? I don't know. It's that it's from France. Um, so then the next day, like some fuckhead in Arizona drinks a, a jug of drain cleaner and his wife has to rush him to the emergency room. And she's and then she's like, the president said it was OK. And so, you know, don't listen to the president, whatever he does. And and then there are people who seize upon that and go, see, he's killing people or whatever. Hey, look, I got news for you. If you're if you were if you were that close to drinking drain cleaner, eventually you were going to drink fucking drain cleaner or a fish tank cleaner or whatever the fuck it is. You, you didn't need the president's go ahead. If you're all I'll tell you, let me tell you this again. If you're at the starting line, if you're literally and you, you got your running shoes on and you're in your fucking two point stance and, uh, and all, and, and at the end of this race is drinking drain cleaner and you're ready to go. And all you were waiting for was the president to fire the gun. You were going to drink drain cleaner eventually. As at some point in your life, you were going to sit down and tuck a fucking napkin in your shirt like Tony Soprano slash Wimpy from the fucking Popeye cartoons. And you were going to chug a lug some fish tank cleaner and be happy about it. And and not even as a way to check out. You were either you were either going to drink it to stay alive or die or whatever the fuck you planned on doing with it. But you thought that would clean your pipes and you were ready to give it a go. You were close enough. You did. And, and maybe he provided the final shove maybe you were standing on the precipice of drinking drain cleaner and he went you know what's a good idea and you went all right i'm gonna believe the guy from tv and you fucking did it that's still on you motherfucker as much as i hate him you can't say he made the guy drink drain cleaner now by talking about it he certainly made it a viable you know thing for anybody to do but that's that's got to be the people who believe these emails. Maybe that's that's why these emails exist because fucking you know fucking fish tank cleaner Fred who swag guggled that down and fucking died or almost died. Did he die? I don't know if he died. 
He should. You got to die at that point because you can't. There's no coming back from drinking the fish cleaner because the president said so. Right. There's no there's no coming back to your neighborhood and just and, and settling back in. They're like, Freddie. And you're like, shut up. And they're like, Freddie, how you doing? Hey, Freddie, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, could you taste this pledge? I think it expired and I got to dust my house. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, I'm serious, man. Come on. Hey, I'll, I'll just. All right. Let's we're all kidding aside. Drink this glass of palm olive and tell me if it tastes like apples. Because it smells like apples. Get the fuck out of my house. Okay, Fish Tank Freddy. I'm not Fish Tank Freddy. Yes, you are. I got terrible news for you. You are fucking Fish Tank Freddy for the rest of your goddamn life. You chug a lug fucking fish tank cleaner because the president said it was okay because you thought it would keep you from getting the hiv or whatever the fuck. Get out of my house, Fish Tank Freddy. That's who you are forever. Fish Tank Freddy's on everybody's side. Uh, let's do rapture. Let's do the whole song. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I can't, I, I want to, uh, Mercury's and Subaru's and you don't stop. You keep on eating cars. You keep on drinking fish tank cleaner. Uh, I gotta have a rhyme for fish tank cleaner. Uh, <laughs> this bitch drank meaner. All right. <clears throat> we had a sip there. But that's the idiots who believe these emails, these fucking, these goofy ass huckster fucking emails. Here's I've received, I received emails for surgical masks. All right. And, uh, I've which is fine. I mean, that, that's the most basic one that makes complete sense. All right. If you aren't, if you're trying to trick people, did my throat just make a weird noise while I was talking? That's fucking strange. That's all. It's terrible. And it's funny. I will tell you this, like, cause my throat makes it anything that happens now. You do that thing where you're like, Hey, wait a minute. Throat makes a noise like yesterday. I thought I was flush. I thought I had a fever. I was a little warm and I had a bit of a headache. For some reason, this is totally weird. I woke up the other day and it's totally true. My eyes hurt. Like, uh, like behind my left eye, for some reason I had a headache, but it was in a very specific spot. It wasn't my whole cranium. It was just behind my eye kind of hurt. It was like, and it felt like pressure behind my eye. And I'm like, oh man, what the fuck is this? And then you're, then of course you're like, all right, is this part of a symptom? Is this something I should know about? Is my eye going to blow out? What the fuck? And just like they have the thing with the, uh, you lose taste. Did you hear that? Like you lose your sense of smell and your sense of taste like a day before it goes full blown. And I'm like, what? What is this? Diseases are tricky now, man. What the fuck? Just just give me a stuffy nose and a headache and I'll lay down and hope. And then, like I said, your lungs fill up with Robitussin and then you can't fucking breathe. And then you're just coughing up fucking coleslaw and then it's over for everybody. And it's just this fucking goopy mucus and you're finished. Um, I saw goopy mucus, by the way. They opened up for a jellyfish at a tour. Oh, that's the grossest name tour. But it was a good band. They weren't bad. Uh, just just fucking, I mean, you know, you're reading about the symptoms and what, what happens to people. And then you're seeing these fucking nurses and doctors. They're putting pictures of themselves up. They've been wearing their masks for like 36 hours and it's grooves are burned into their face. And, and you're just, you just, I have a friend who's a nurse and I've checked on her, you know I mean? I just, I just can't imagine what's going on, you know? And and it's another thing we, we get the, all right, I'm, I'm going to go off. I apologize. Uh, we cover fuckheads rallies, right? I mean, because that's they are. They're just rallies where he's up there on the fucking podium and he's just uh, he's talking shit. He's talking shit to reporters. He's being a dick. That's what he's. It's just David Lee Roth used to tell a story about how around the dinner table he had monkey hour. 
They called it monkey hour with Dave because they would sit down and he was such a hyper fucking weird kid. They would ask him stuff and he'd put on fucking plays and he'd talk at a puppet show and whatever the fuck he'd have his spaghetti talking to everybody. He'd do whatever he did. And they just called it. Well, it's just monkey hour. Even when people would come over for dinner, they would still let him do it because that was his outlet. They would let him have monkey hour with Dave at the dinner table and he would entertain his sisters and fucking dad and mom and just be a goon. And that's what this guy's doing. That's all these fucking daily rallies are is he's being a goon. He's not really answering any questions because they could just trot out the doctors. If you send out Dr. fucking Bricks and, and Dr. Fauci and get them out there, they would answer your fucking questions. We don't need him out there. What's he doing besides fucking acting the fool? But this is his way to meet to get to people and have rallies. And and again, I this will sound so stupid. This is and I, I learned a thing this week. Like someone made a really good point that I didn't think about. Like uh, there are tons of people in this country who who think he's normal. Like they they think he's. They because and it's because they only see clips of him where he's being normal. Because Fox News, all of these these news organizations are invested in showing him be presidential, so they have to show like these little sound bites of him being normal. But they don't show him stare at the the, the fucking eclipse. They don't show, they don't show him. I mean, comedy shows do. Twitter does. All these other places. But these are niche things. The majority of people get their news from actual news shows or from Fox. Uh, you know, CNN and MSNBC, they, cause again, they have their people that believe that Trump's a fucking monkey head and that's fine. But like Fox and people like that, they'll show the, but even CNN and MSNBC, they will show these clips of him for 10 seconds or five seconds where he's just answering a question. And he looks like a normal guy. So then other people who watch that will go, why does everybody fucking hate this guy? Like, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not crazy. He's answering questions, you know, and it's the media with their opinion and the spin because they don't watch him at length. They don't see him doing fucking all the other dumb shit that he does or being mean to people or yelling or, or saying governors need to be nice to him in order to get the equipment that they need. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like you just, you feel crazy watching it. Um, but also, and again, I'm invested in the way I feel. You feel the way you feel. That's fine. But I just, I, again, I've said this before about the debates. Like when he talks shit about Ted Cruz, if at the next debate, Ted Cruz crosses the stage, like literally crosses the stage and gets in his face, he goes, hey, man, you got fucking something to say to me? You talk shit about my wife. You talk shit about my dad again, and I'm going to fuck you up and then push him down to the floor. Now, we're, we're, we're crossing the Rubicon at that point for American politics, but he was already crossing the Rubicon by being a fuckhead and talking about his dick at debates, okay? So you want to, you want to, you should have said, you want to be a street thug? You want to take it to that fucking level? You fucking hump? All right, let's fucking do this. And like I said, if you physically push him to the ground and watch him cower, the fucking, the whole spell breaks of him being tough or a fighter. Cause I keep, I still hear people saying that he's tough. He's a fighter. They love what he does to Schumer and Pelosi. They love that he makes some Republicans mad and he da, da, da. And it's just like, what, why, what do you, wouldn't you rather just everything ran smoothly? And, and, and look, I, I would rather everything ran smoothly the way I want it to run. I certainly don't want to see these assholes all fucking conspiring. Cause look, this fucking bill they passed this relief bill or whatever you want to call it this is what a bunch of fucking chumps you got to be kidding me right it is it all it has done is hasten the end of this country and i know you're you're i'm overreacting whatever the fuck i and and again i don't expect you to believe my political opinions i don't want you to fucking fall in i'm a comedian all right that's who i am and i'm your friend that's it i don't know anything more or anything less than anybody else you've ever met I might know less. I might know a lot less. You know what? I know every. I know less than anybody you've ever met. <laughs> Let's go that route. Uh, I, feel, I feel better about that. I don't have any bona fides. I'm not fucking here sitting here. I, I'll tell you what. I've studied the Marshall Plan. I don't give a fuck. I haven't seen any of that shit. I'm trying to stay alive, man. I live in my ant farm in my fucking small space. 
And I had this thought the other day about how bleak it was. Like I literally go couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed, couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed, couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. And it's, it's fucking crazy. I mean, it just, it just is. I, I wish it wasn't that way. And that's the way it is right now. But I'll tell you what. It was that way a lot even before this fucking thing. And that's on me. That's my own fucking fault. And that's why I'm not telling you that I'm some soothsayer. I know the future. I know what the fuck is this or that. I mean, I I think things are over. I've been saying for a year that this experiment is over. And I'm not saying I'm prescient. I'm just saying that you could kind of see it coming because all anybody does is fight. and They argue and they go back and forth and and nobody wants to step up and help anybody. They want to just point and laugh. It's fucking weird. And now you know, Jesuit and other people are going to write me and go, this is the greatest time in the world to be alive. And everybody's kind to one another and we have advancements. And yeah, we do. We, I, I'm not arguing with that. This is a, this is a lovely time to be on the planet. Certainly as we all sit cooped up in our homes and can't go outside for fear of infecting the elderly and killing them. That's what I've always envisioned in a fucking wonderful planet. I've always wanted to be a walking germ house. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping to be told to stay in, not for my own good, but for the good of those around me, because I am highly toxic. Now, I've known for a while there's possibilities that I could be toxic, and I've certainly been around some toxic fucking people to see what the examples are like, but uh, never did I think that I would be physically toxic and told to stay away from the elderly. Uh, and also, you ain't got to tell me twice. You think I want to see the elderly? You think that's what that's on my fucking... Because there's, there's two parts of me. There's part of me that wants to go to a fucking nursing home and like hug people. And just go, hey, tell me your story, man. Tell me about World War II or tell me about the Depression. But that's the thing. I'm never going to run into anybody. You know, I go talk to Ernie at the fucking, uh, the, the, the dead people store. And he's not going to be like, oh, when I was in World War II, one time I was on a crusade to kill Hitler. And we wound up sneaking behind enemy lines. Nobody's got that fucking story. That's the movies. Ernie worked at a fucking factory for 35 years and cheated on his wife once. And then she found out about it and died heartbroken, but they stayed together because what else are they going to fucking do at the age of 71? And then when she fucking died, his kids were mad at him for cheating on her. So then they put him in this fucking home and he's here to rot forever. That's the story I get out of Ernie. And I'm like, wow, that's not uplifting. Cause there's a thing where everybody's got a story and that's true. Everybody does have a story, but boy, did Ernie's story depressed the shit out of me. And I never wanted to go back and learn about old people ever again. Yeah, there's a lot of old people with cool ass stories or adventures or whatever the fuck. But then there's a lot of old people who forget where they are and they like pudding, you know, so you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. So there's there's that dichotomy where I'm like, man, I want to go. I want to comfort old people. You know, my mom will tell me a story occasionally and she'll tell me something that she had when she was a kid. And I'm like, that is fascinating. Like I, my mom told me about getting kicked out of school because she fucking she she kicked a kid in the mouth. Like there was a boy who was giving her a hard time or whatever like that. And they pushed her up against a tree and, uh, and he slipped and fell and she kicked him in the mouth. And then she went home from school and she got home and she told her mom that school got out early and her mom just believed her. And then the school called and told him what happened. And my mom got in trouble. And I'm like, that's a fucking great ass story because it is, it's just silliness, you know, cause everybody's got that, that stuff in them. Everybody's got that except Ernie fucking Ernie. What a dope. Yeah. You had it all set. Ernie, Alice loved you. Why would you ever fucking turn on her and do that? And your kids, you had a fucking good thing going and you had one, you had one fling with one fucking divorcee who lived in your goddamn building and then you were hated for the next 30 years. Well, Ernie, way to go, buddy. And now look at you, green beans and fruit cup, rest of your fucking life. So you stare into the distance and wonder what might've been. And you fucking cost Alice the rest of her fucking golden years because she was so heartbroken. She fucking just, she withered away and you had to watch it, Ernie. And now you sit in that, moth eaten chair and you choke down whatever they fucking bring you at noon three and six and you swallow your pills and you go to bed and you lay there in the dark and you realize how alone you really are ernie 
See, that's the risk. You run into an old person, you talk to him and go, tell me your awesome story. Well, sometimes your mom kicks somebody in the mouth or sometimes you wind up with fucking Ernie whose life took a twist by his own fucking choosing. And then he wound up going ahead and suffering the rest of his days alone, waiting for a guy like you to come in and relieve him of the burden. You're like a sin eater. If you go into a fucking old people's home and you wind up talking to these people, they just dump some shitty story like that on you. And now you got to carry that burden for the rest of your fucking life. Ernie was carrying it alone, but now he gave half of it to you. Look at you. Good. You came in like a pack mule and took half of Ernie's stuff. And now he's going to walk a little lighter and skip a little uh, faster. And he's going to he's going to smile a little quicker because he realizes that somebody else hears his fucking pain and shared it and stole it and kept it and, and can incubate it. He can get it out of his fucking system. And you took him and you relieved him of just a tiny bit. Now, look, that can be used as a good thing. The sin eater was a good thing back in the day. People would just like fucking put out a bunch of fruit and shit and a guy would show up and eat it. And he was stealing the sins from your household. He was, uh, I don't think he was a hero. I think it was just a job. It was a family that was a family of sin eaters and they were raised to do that. How fucking terrible would that be? If you're raised to be a sin eater, that's like, you're going to be thinking, Hey dad, can I be a plumber? I mean, I'd rather pull shit out of people's ancient toilets than go eat their sins on a peach. I mean, that's fucking awful. But in the old days, you didn't fucking question a lot of shit. You just did what you were told. You know, generations of people eating sins. Oh man, this banana tastes like adultery. (laughs) Holy fuck. These grapes taste like sloth. You can't be too picky as a sin eater. You don't know what grapes really taste like. Grapes are delicious. I bought green grapes a week ago. You know how delicious green grapes are? Unless you're a sin eater. And when they, then they taste like greed. You're like, oh man, these fucking grapes taste like greed. Fuck green grapes. I got greed grapes, baby. Choking them down like a goddamn sin eater, making sure your family's comfortable with their situation and i gotta mope around like fucking terrible people damn it i'm ingesting all of your fucking sins fucking ernie oh man who's falling for this shit who's so 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 fucking what the hell are we talking about trump probably because he's fucking dominating the goddamn conversation at this point. And I don't want him to. And again, don't believe me. I don't, I don't care if you believe me. It's fine. You don't have to agree with me. I, I, you, you, we, if you look, if you can't see he's a fuckhead, there's nothing I can do. I can't help you. If if you like his, if you think he's some, you know, dangerous imp who's, who's upsetting the apple cart of democracy and, and giving a needed tweak to these, these stuff shirts. Yeah. He's not Rodney Dangerfield in fucking easy money. He's not, or, or in back to school, even he's not, he's not Rodney Dangerfield in back to school at all. Uh, well, I mean, he is, but he's not likable. Let's put it that way. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of back to school, but he's not likable at all. You know, Adrian Barbeau fucked the, 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 all the, the midgets and everybody else for a reason because Rodney was a fucking lout. Uh, hey, he guy might have been a maniac. That's one of my favorite lines of all time. Fucking Keith Gordon is buying. I think I've talked about. Did I mention this on the show? I swear to God, I just told somebody about this. Fucking Keith Gordon. They're they're buying they're buying books in the college bookstore, and uh, and he looks at Keith Gordon's book. Keith Gordon, his son, and Rodney goes, "Well, there's like there's markers all through this book." And then Keith Gordon is like, "Yeah." Because the guy who had it before me, he outlines all the passages that you need to study. So then you got to get a leg up on the lectures. And Rodney goes, oh, I'll tell you what, that guy could have been a maniac. I want to get some new books, new books, Shakespeare for everybody on me. Dude, fucking Shakespeare for everybody on me is hilarious. But that guy could have been a maniac is one of my favorite lines. Maniac is, that's an underrated word. That's a word you don't hear, a word you don't hear enough. That guy's a maniac. This fucking dude's a maniac. <laughs> Oh, really? You got to trust that guy? Could have been a maniac. (laughs) A maniac. What a perfect word. Oh, man. See, I got the sniffles. I got a headache. I got sniffles. I got the fucking, I got it. I got the trips. 
I got the HIV. I got whatever the fuck you want to call it, the Rona. It's fucking happening. I'm falling apart. See, you can convince yourself of that shit. And nobody helps with their bullshit emails. Like I said, you get these fucking, they, I get these one, again, they offered me a surgical mask. Now, again, that's the baseline. That's the pyramid. That's the first one you send out. If you're the fucking ghouls in the email industry, you send out the one for, hey, your family needs surgical masks to survive the coronavirus. They might as well just have that. They have a fucking Dracula call you. Blah, are you with the coronavirus? Blah, blah. You know, fuck off, man. Don't scare me with fucking email monsters and shit. I, but that's what they do. They send you, you know, they, they send you a fucking mummy who's like, aha, how do you feel? Do you have a fever? I'm, I don't know why the mummy talks like that. Um, but that's the baseline of all of these ghouls, the surgical mask. They come at you with the surgical mask. You're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I, I mean, I don't know if I want a surgical mask because you shouldn't, you should just, you know what? Stay inside, just stay in the house. You don't need a mask. You don't need, and, and, and I'll tell you what, I, if I'm going to get a mask, I'm not getting because also, do you really think that that cloth bullshit is going to save you that fucking weird ass surgical mask? Then there's then because then they bump it up. Then they're like, all right, well, here's the N95 mask. It's it's tripled layered for your protection. And oh, fuck, I don't know. Does that is that something I want? Is that something I need? No, you know what I need? I just I want if I'm going to get a mask, fuck your N95, fuck your surgical mask. I'm I'm going to get a Bane mask. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going out in public. If it gets to that point, like right now, I don't give a fuck. I walk out. I breathe. I hope that's what I've got. I got a hope mask. I got a mask. I get a <laughs> you know what I got? I got a wish mask. That's when you got two pieces of bread and you wish you had a mask. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> what do you want for nothing? Rubber biscuit? Bow, bow. <laughs> I can't, can't even get through the end. I just did Rubber Biscuit. Go listen. I please, if you if you take nothing from this week, please go listen to Rubber Biscuit. Just for me, just to know that that was a thing that somebody recorded once and put it out there. Uh, was there? Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the words. I can't. All I remember is wish sandwich and, and rubber biscuit right now. Uh, sorry, folks. I should have studied up on my rubber biscuit lyrics before I started the show because I could bring you the whole song. Um, you go hungry. Oh, that's, that was rubber biscuit. You throw the biscuit and it bounces across the room. And if you don't catch it, you go hungry. Bow, bow, bow. Hey, bow, 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 bow. All right. Uh, please look it up so you don't think I'm crazy because that sounds like it's some shit I'm making up, right? No, that's a real song. The Blues Brothers recorded rubber biscuit. <laughs> uh what is it i had a oh the other day i had a cool water sandwich and a sunday go to meat and bun bow 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 hey that's a real fucking song god damn it i'm serious uh the wish sandwiches the line is uh do you know what a wish sa- the other day i had a wish sandwich do you know what a wish sandwich is it's when you have two pieces of bread and you wish you had some meat. Bow, bow, bow. Hey, I can't believe. Listen, look, there's a fucking Holocaust on. All right. I can do rubber biscuit. If, if, if the last thing you ever hear is me doing rubber biscuit, consider yourself lucky. You know why? Because you could right now, you're, you're wherever you are now. You're plugged into your iPod vagina. You're listening to me talk a bunch of shit about rubber biscuit. You could be, you could be sitting on some threadbare couch in a nursing home, listening to Ernie confess his sins. You don't want that. You want me. 
Nobody wants fucking Ernie. You want me. <laughs> I don't want to. And someday, believe me, someday I'll be podcast Ernie. Some episodes I've been podcast Ernie. And I've left an indelible mark on you with stories that you can't fucking forget. But this is not that week, my friend. This is a week of rubber biscuit. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the baseline of any of Huckster pyramid is the surgical mask. Now, again, I want a Bane mask. That's what I want to wear if I go out. I, I just want to just, you know, I will literally because I everybody else is wearing their stupid masks and thinking they're getting protected or whatever the fuck. I'll have the Bane mask and uh, and I'll, I'll just be in line as people and I'll just talk like Bane. Because, again, do you fail in charge? That's what I'll do. I'll just talk like that. I'll shit the people. Everybody take control of the grocery supply line. Gotham. Return to your homes. <laughs> uh, it would be extremely painful for you. God damn, I want to wear a Bane mask and talk like Bane. That's it. It's all I want to do my whole life. I know Graham's got the Bane gimmick, but I can, I can wear the... With, I mean, look, everything's a, a kind of Scotsy now. It's all upside down. I can also be a Bane. I can be like a Bane Jr. I know Graham's already Bane. <laughs> um, no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. Uh, it would be extremely painful for you crashing this plane. There's no survivors. Why did Tom Hardy make that choice? I still love it, but I don't understand why he made that choice. Uh, so the baseline of any of these hucksters is the mask. The surgical mask is the baseline of any fucking hustle that they're going to pull on you. So that's the first wave of emails I got. Because they, they, cause that was the one they could get out quick. Because you can just, they could, they could take a fucking you know, four paper towels and put a rubber band around it and call it a fucking mask. That's what these assholes do. They're just like anything they have lying around, you know, they're cutting up like spare sheets, bed sheets, whatever, and going, oh, we've made these surgical masks for you. Eh, fuck off. You know, it's it's like when you see people outside with with uh, like the scarves on or whatever. I, I, I see people all the time trying to kind of gangster their way through this with some fucking homemade bullshit. And you're like, oh, man, just stay home. But I guess if you don't, if you can't stay home, you're just whatever. All right, fine. Um, but I guess me putting a Bane mask on would be gangstering my way through with homemade bullshit. But it's just fine. Uh, Rushing this plane, those survivors. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, I get. I just. I think I do that really well, so I'm going to keep doing it. What if I? What if Bane sang rubber biscuit? <laughs> Somebody put a bullet in my head, please. Come here and kill me. Just <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Do you know what a wish sandwich is? It's when you have two pieces of bread and you wish you had some meat. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I know none of you like it. I know it's, this isn't funny to anybody but me. But holy shit, did that make me laugh. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other day I had a cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> See, this was worth waiting till Friday for, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, order. <laughs> Never mind. All right, stop. What do you want for nothing? Rubber biscuit. Uh, all right. 
So I expect the hustle on the surgical mask. You see that coming, right? These motherfuckers, because you can make a surgical mask out of anything. You can cut up a fucking quilt or some old underwear or whatever the fuck. I mean, how many times have you seen, I'm sure you've seen this fucking thing going around where guys put like a thong over their head, like a woman's, uh, you know, a woman's thong or like woman's a fucking pair of panties or something. And they're like, ha ha, look at me. I'm, I'm surviving the apocalypse with ladies underwear. Ha ha. Oh, aren't you clever stranded in your fucking house? You fuck. Um, that's never going to reach. That's never going to reach the level of a fucking Bane doing rubber biscuit. I'll tell you that right now. God damn it. Uh, so the surgical masks are easy to fucking gangster. They can just cut up some fucking shit that got lying around the goddamn factory. Because, again, just just last week they were selling some hoarder bullshit, some fucking fake food or whatever the fuck they got. And you know who else should go to fucking jail? The Inquirer assholes. I already the headline is coronavirus cure found the Pope with coronavirus. It's just you fucking dicks. And I'm sure the Pope will get it eventually. You know, he's had his face in enough kids' panties or whatever the fuck. He's got his face buried in some eight-year-old's ass. I'm sure that's where the coronavirus lives. Oh, no, actually, you know what? The Vatican's probably safe because young people aren't dying, right? Are they? Or are they? I don't want to spread misinformation. I know toddlers can get it. Anybody can fucking get it. That's the thing. Because in the beginning when they're like, well, it's mainly old people who are dying. So then people can just go, well, old people are going to die anyway. Let's go ahead and make some money. You know, that's that always gives people an out. These ghoulish motherfuckers who can just go, well, you know, old people could die eventually. And, they, and that thing came around this week where they're like, I'm sure a lot of old people wouldn't mind dying to save the planet for their young people, save the economy, not even the planet, save the economy for their young people. Why would we crash the greatest economy in the world? So if some old people got to bite the bullet and, you know, you know, who's quaking in his boots, Ernie, Ernie's here in that shit and just going, fuck, they can't leave me to die. Although sometimes when it's dark and cold and quiet at night, Ernie wouldn't mind checking out because he knows what he did to fucking Alice and it fucking lives with him. It sticks to him, even if he gave you half of it. But these ass fucks are all like, well, it's, it's okay if an old person dies, but then young people start dying and they won't talk about it. Like I just saw like in New Orleans, like there's 30 year olds dying and fucking New York and all over the fucking place. And, and odds are anybody's going to die from this fucking thing. That's the way they should treat it. But if they if they marginalize it and they can convince you that only old people will die, well, then they'll figure young people want to go out of their house and drink and party and go to fucking basketball games. And every day we get closer and closer. We Honestly, they should have shut down the NHL. You should shut down the NBA now. You should just fucking say, look, man, we're done. We're not playing again this year. Because every day that they, they always talk about turning the corner and what could they what could the NHL playoffs possibly look like? And then yesterday they're like, hey, another guy from the Ottawa Senators tested positive. It's like, do you think these guys are ever going to play this year? And like, I'm hoping in the future they play. Because again, there's a lot of, everything's a coin flip at this point. You know, if this is, if this is some kind of, because they're, they're still figuring out what this is. You know, they, even with science working as hard as they possibly can, they can't get a vaccine for 18 months. And now we're finding out that it stays alive for 17 days. If you've got a virus that stays alive the for the, for the entire duration of the, of the title of a Prince song, then you know that you're going to fucking die. Jesus Christ. Uh, and they're like, scrub your surfaces and clean everything with bleach and do all this stuff. And, and, you know, you're talking to people who don't even want to fucking, they, they don't even want to go check the mail. You know what I mean? And it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's all these people want their distractions back, but nobody's dealing with the reality of it. A lot of them, I mean, look, I don't want to say nobody. That's a broad brush. There are a ton of people who are taking this seriously. A ton of people who are practicing self-isolation and quarantining. And it's smart. It's the only thing you can do, as we've been told. But then there are all these other people who go to spring break or, who, or like I guess in Chicago yesterday, there was a ton of people on the beach and people go out for a run or they're walking and they're all close to one another. And then there's, there's people who come in and they go, well, they said the social distancing. If you're six feet away from everybody, then you're okay. You're safe. All right. You... Are you telling me you were somehow six feet away from everybody when you walked out of your fucking house? You weren't to go to the fucking beach 
I know you don't feel sick. I know you don't think you're sick, but we're told that we could possibly have this. And and the funny thing is it's setting up this huge apocalyptic moment where either a ton of people are going to fucking die and the people who self-quarantined are going to be right and see like, hey, I told you so. Or we're going to get through this and not a lot of people are going to die. And then a lot of assholes are going to smirk and go, see, I fucking told you it was all overblown. It's just like the fucking flu. And and neither of those outcomes is welcome. Nobody wants a bunch of punkin' people to die. And nobody wants anybody to be smug assholes and just go, told you nobody was going to die. So you find yourself walking this weird fucking line where you're like, why? I don't know. Could the right people die? That'd be cool. But you don't want anybody to fucking die. I don't. I mean, I don't. As bad as things are, nobody nobody wants to see anybody fucking die. Like I saw a story yesterday. Some some pastor in West Virginia, maybe. I don't know where the fuck he was. And he was one of the first guys who came out strong and said it was a hoax. He put out stuff on Facebook. He told everybody it's a hoax. Live your life, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he dies from it. And and. No matter what spiking the football you feel needs to be done, no matter what, ha ha, Nelson Muntz finger pointing gif you want to put together for that guy, he still had to, it, it couldn't top, it could not top the thoughts he had in his last 10 minutes on this planet where he realized that the thing that he had ridiculed and made fun of was going to take him away. And not only that, but he had counseled others close to him to ignore the severity of this situation. And he had mingled with probably parishioners and family members and maybe youngsters and kids. And he has to live for at least 10 more minutes with the knowledge that he may have been fucking patient zero to kill a ton of people in his area, people he may have loved and counseled before with good advice. So you can make fun of that guy, but it's a fucking tragedy that he died. I don't like Boris Johnson. I don't know a fucking thing about him. I know he looks like a dope. And I know that he's fucking ignored this crisis as much as he possibly can. And I don't agree with his politics, but I read today that he got the coronavirus and I gasped. Even though if he's counseled about it, even though he shook hands, he bragged about shaking hands with coronavirus patients. And now he has it. And it's that thing where people are like, oh, special Darwin award for Boris Johnson. <laughs> he got the fucking disease because he ignored it and blah, blah, blah. And that's what you get. And I, I understand that instinct. We all do. But nobody wants to spike the football on somebody dying, right? Do you? Nobody wants to fucking laugh at that. At least we shouldn't. But that instinct's in me too. You know, I, I when I saw the first thing about the pastor, I was like, fuck you, good. And there is a part of me inside that is just like, you know what, man? I kind of hope a thousand people die in a Florida town, like in a day. Like I, I, you root for the stand a little bit. You root for Captain Trips because you'll go, maybe that will make these people take it seriously. Maybe that'll make them stop pointing fingers and start realizing that we are all in this together. See, this isn't a disease where you can just take care of yourself. That's the deal. If you go outside, you're, you're putting everybody at risk. Whether you think you're sick or not, that's the thing. And that's the thing that people are having a hard time getting past where they're like, I don't feel sick, so I can go outside. Well, yeah, but you could still have it and you could give it to an old person who could die. Are you ready to do that because you needed a fucking can of tomatoes? I don't know. And look, I, I, I'm still going to the store and, and I'll be truthful with you. If I could afford it, I'd still go to the gym. I, I, my gym, one of my gyms, my personal training gym is still open. But it's funny because I contacted John about possibly getting together or doing one or two a week and he won't go even because he's quarantined with his girl and his dog. And he's like, you know what, man, I it's not worth it. And good for him. 
And, and it set my brain right now. It, it sucks because I've now gone to fucking, you know, I I've literally put on 20 pounds in, in a month. I lost 60 in, in six weeks. And now I've put 20 of that back on and I need to do something. So yeah, I've invented some words while, while this has been going on. I, I, uh, <laughs> here's a word. Cause I mean, I'm eating, you know, I go shopping and I, you know, there's, you're looking for pasta or rice or meat or whatever, anything that can sustain you. Cause there's no eggs and uh, but I bought, I bought egg noodles. I bought Mac and cheese. I got them in the, in the, in, and I bought bread cause there was bread and it's funny. Like I, I don't want bread, but I bought bread because it's like, I'll have bread here to eat just in case. And, and so I have not a word. Everything I bought is garbage. That's all I'm eating. I'm eating chips. I'm eating bread. I'm eating noodles. It's just, it's just garbage. That's all it is. And I don't mean garbage, like fueling up on garbage. I mean like garbage with a C that's all I'm fucking, you know, and you're just like, man, you got to stop doing that. I want to go to the park and run. I want to go lift. I want to do things like part of me is like, what the fuck could I use? How could I do curls? I don't have big enough books, dictionaries, whatever the fuck, any of that stuff, man. Um, but car, here's the two words I've, I've, I've invented. I feel like rich, rich hall with sniglets. And these might've already been invented. I, I probably am not fucking, I'm not ahead of the curve here, but, uh, but I think you're finding out a lot of things about this fucking this this quarantine and this I think one of them this word job salite because I don't know what's going to happen to my job to comedy to the entertainment industry because we have two different camps but it's funny the Venn diagram is everybody everybody's in both of these camps you hear all these people are like making fun of celebrities and ripping the shit out of them and saying oh fuck them and whatever and oh my god they have everything and Madonna's an idiot and blah blah and yeah but then those same people are like hey tell me what movies you're watching tell me what podcasts you're listening to tell me what music you're listening to to get you through the quarantine and you want to say hey assholes that's the same fucking people you're making fun of you know if you if you love these movies and then you make fun of the celebrities and tell them ah fuck you haha now you're like us well you're invalidating your own premise by saying that what got you through the quarantine was watching these movies or listening to this music. I mean, yeah, celebrities can be fatheads. There's no doubt about it, but they have immense talent and that's why they're celebrities. They, it's this, this cause and effect that you can't argue. You can say, well, they're not better than us. Well, yeah, that's true. Like the argument I always hear is when they're like, oh, celebrities are anti-gun, but they want to have security with guns surround them and help them. Well, first of all, nobody has security with guns surrounding them. Some assholes might Johnny Depp because he's guarding fucking an ocean of wine, but a lot of people, yeah, they have to have security. You know why? Because there are fucking numbskulls out there and you'll see them and they, uh, Rebecca Schaefer fucking answered her door and got shot 8 billion years ago and that made everybody go, fuck, we need to protect ourselves. That The, the most disingenuous argument is is always when they're, um, they'll talk about walls. They'll be like, oh, celebrities don't want walls between us and Mexico, but they'll build walls between us and their house. Well, it's not the same thing, you fucking idiots. You know, America is not your private property. You want to you want to build a wall around your house? Go ahead. You know what I mean? It's like, but building a wall along the entire fucking border is unfeasible and also just fucking stupid. But whatever. I, I and I'm not here to argue those fuckheads. I don't. What was I talking about? I was talking about another thing. Let's get back to rubber biscuit. Um, but job salite. Like I really don't know what's going to happen for basketball players and stuff now because I mean it's like they had NFL free agency. Okay. And all these football players are getting all this money. And you can see there's this simmering undercurrent of people on Twitter going, why the fuck should that guy get all that money for catching a ball? Now, this has been building and building for years. I've seen it been going through my entire adult life. People on Internet forums, once the Internet sparked up, I could see that there was this real distaste for athletes getting a lot of money. But nobody minds if the owners make a ton of money. Nobody minds if the owners raise ticket because they always say raise ticket prices. Oh, my God, if you pay all the salary, you got to raise ticket. No, no. 
You think the owner's raising ticket prices because he had to give Manny Ramirez $28 million? No, they make all the fucking money in the world. The TV money alone pays for the contracts. All the fucking ticket money and the concession money goes to the fucking owners. So don't, don't think that they're the players are responsible, but the problem is the players are the front line. And, and also everybody thinks they can play baseball. Everybody thinks they can play basketball because you grew up doing it. Now, were you good enough to make the pros? You weren't, but every boy, my fucking neighbor's got his TV rolling. You can hear it. God damn it. I apologize for that being, can you hear it? Listen, he's watching Trump's fucking rally and he's got it. And he just, he fucking loves him so much. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, everybody thinks they can play basketball. Everybody thinks they can play hockey. Everybody thinks that they can be a sports guy. And then when they don't get to be a sports guy, their inherent jealousy of the people who did get to be a sports person and get paid for it makes them turn on those players. But they don't turn on some fucking button-down asshole who owns a team and and you know raises ticket prices and lets fucking players walk because they think the players are greedy. Well, it's like that dude's worth $8 billion. Why can't he fucking just pay the contract? Oh, and then they'll come in with this argument where they're like, well, you know, you're running a business. If this guy's running a bike, how do you tell him how to run a business? Well, the athlete's life is his business. That's that's so he has to run it his way. So if he has to go to another town and get a better contract, then that's what's going to fucking happen. And uh, and no, oh, you don't. Oh, he makes all that money to catch a ball. He makes all that money to shoot a puck. Oh, well, actually, bullshit. It's never he makes all that money to shoot a puck. It's always he makes that money to catch a ball. He makes all that money to shoot a basket. And uh, he makes all that money to throw. And it's because there's an underlying current of racism in people who don't like the fact that the majority of pro athletes are black or minorities or, or Dominican or from other countries. Cause that's another thing you'll hear. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, if you don't like this country and you don't like the money you're making here, why don't you go back to the Dominican Republic and make seven cents to work in a fucking grocery store? It's like, Hey man, if that guy's a fucking badass shortstop, why shouldn't he get paid for it? He doesn't come to America and, and look at being a famous shortstop as a favor you're doing for him. You're paying him for services rendered. He's out there being a badass and helping the team win. I, it's, I, this is a boring argument. I'm sorry I spun off into it, but it, but it, to me, it highlights a lot of the undercurrent of rage and stuff that we have amidst people now, where they they judge celebrities and they're mad at them, but then they they must consume their product. They just consume their product. And I'm not saying everybody. Again, this is not broad brush time, even though I do broad brush a lot of shit. And if you hey, if you live a Spartan lifestyle and you don't ingest anything from celebrities and you can entertain yourself by making macrame, good for you. Make me a goddamn throwing star out of yarn and popsicle sticks and we'll call it a fucking day. But if you're somebody who listens to me or listens to other podcasts or watches movies or watches music and then bitches about the fact that celebrities make money or have opinions, eh, then you're just you're just out of pocket, man. You can't be fucking doing that because uh, look. And, and look, celebrities are dumb fucks. I mean, some of them are Madonna in a bathtub with a, with a with a new face. What the fuck did she do to herself, man? Madonna, let's sorry, right, let's talk about this. Madonna has gone through so many fucking changes. We talked this a million times. Like I said, Madonna got so skinny at one point. Fucking her might have been like putting your dick in a soda can. I mean, it's like that's all edges and angles and shit like that. Because look at her, she was just she was so she was all whip and gristle. Uh, but now, you know, as she's aging, she's she's a maniac. Ha. <laughs> And uh, and so she's tried to get ahead of it by letting people cut the fuck out of her face. So now I when I because there was a video of her singing about fried fish. I don't know if you saw this. All right. She put out a tweet where she was singing something about eating fish to the tune of Vogue. I don't know. What the, I don't even know what the fuck it was. It made no sense. And the best thing about it is the re- only reason I saw it is because Weird Al tweeted it and commented. Ah, not so easy, is it? 
which made me so fucking happy because it was like, oh, you totally dunked. It was hysterical and awesome. It was funny because, you know, Weird Al gets a bunch of shit, a rash of shit for what he does from a lot of people who don't realize how fucking cool the guy is. So he fucking hammers a dunk in Madonna's face. And it's like, yeah, but then, of course, the roaches come out. And so then a billion people have to dunk in Madonna's face and make fun of her and shit like that. But then she does shit where you just go, all right, make fun of her. She's an asshole. She's in a fucking bathtub talking about the coronavirus or whatever the fuck. You're like, all right, you know what, Madonna, turn the camera off. What the fuck do you think you're doing here? You're not educating anybody. But that's the problem is. Some of these people live in this bubble and then they fucking convince themselves that they are an authority. So I understand hating those people, but other people are just trying to live their fucking lives and make their art. Uh, I don't know. You know, you want to, you want to follow somebody cool? Go follow Miranda July, follow her on fucking Instagram and see the cool shit that she's doing or fucking Margaret Qualley having fun and being cute. Um, or Jada De Laurentiis, who's, uh, again, who should live in my mouth, but, uh, she's very busy doing cooking classes and stuff online with her daughter. It's cute as hell. God damn it. Do those things. Those are nice celebrities. Uh, although someone's going to write me with a story about how mean Miranda July was once. And I'm going to be like, all right, I don't know. I don't know anything about anybody. All right. I mean, I know some celebrities who were fucking jagoffs to me and I know some celebrities who were totally cool to me. You know, you, some days you're getting hugged by Richard Gere. Some days John Singleton is fucking walking away and ignoring you in front of 10 different guys. I mean, it just fucking happens. Um, the fuck are we talking about? Oh, hucksters. Yeah, Bane masks. Jesus Christ, we spun off. Eh, I apologize for spinning off. But yeah, the surgical mask, that's the baseline. All right, so that was the first wave of fucking emails I got from people, right? They sent me stuff. They're like, hey, we'll make you a surgical mask and you'll stay safe. Well, you won't fucking stay safe, but whatever the fuck. Then the next uh, thing I got was uh, face shields, which which fucking cracked me up. And they're like, is the, is the surgical mask not enough? Look at this. And it was funny. They're like, technology developed in China. Wink, wink. Sure it was. And it's and they got a picture of a guy and he's just got like a beekeeper's fucking golf visor in front of his face. Like you literally put it around your forehead like a visor and it's a plastic shield. You're just, you know, what you're wearing you're wearing a salad bar sneeze guard on your face. That's what you're doing. And because that because look, salad bars are gone. We're never having salad bars ever again. Buffets are done. They're fucking finished after this virus. But so they got to turn the sneeze guards into something. So some fucking uh, jamoke at a casino went, hey. What if we cut these up in a face shape and sold them to people to put in front of their fucking puss? And everybody's like, you know what, Vinny, that's a great idea. So now all the fucking sneeze guards are getting turned into face shields, quote unquote. And they got the picture and it's a guy. And my favorite part is they're just like, keep spit droplets off your face. I'm like, what the? I mean, if I wear this to basic training, maybe then it's a fucking worthy investment. But nobody else is putting spit droplets in my face. Anybody who's that close to me putting spit droplets in my face is going to get spit dropped on the fucking street. And they're going to be coughing up teeth. Get out of my fucking face because spit is gross. It's disgusting unless, you know, I mean, look, I mean, spit in some ways, as we've talked about before, I'm a fan, but in a, in a, in a human capacity, like in a bed capacity, yeah, spit on everything. But I mean, they're fucking in real life. Jesus Christ. No, thanks. Uh, so if you're close enough to be spitting in my fucking face, I got terrible news for you. You're gonna, the face shield's not going to help because I'm going to punch right fucking through it. But that's the thing they're trying to sell. These guys with this giant fucking uh, a sneeze guard attached to their head. And I and and I mean, again, who's buying it? Who is who's caving into that? Because that's the next level. Like I said, there's somebody who's like, oh, man, I got a surgical mask, but I just don't feel this is protecting me enough. 
I know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to watch the old 1966 Batman series, and then I'm going to strap the fucking bat shield to my face. That's what I want. I want a gigantic sheet of uh, of hard plastic guarding me from everybody else. Oh, Christ. How great would that be? Oh, if only there was a way I could wear a scuba mask everywhere I went, but I needed to be larger and dangling all the way down past my Adam's apple. Could I do that, please? Yes. Give me a fucking sneeze guard for my own fucking head. Who's buying it? People buy it, I'm sure. That's why they fucking sent it out there. And this is all in a week. Then the next wave I get is for actual full hazmat suits. And it's not and it's not like a hazmat, because they can't call it a hazmat suit because that's real. There's a real thing called a hazmat suit that will actually protect you. But this is some suit they've made out of cloth that you can fucking put yourself in and wrap yourself in pretending you're fuck. It's like, you know what you're getting? You're just getting, you're, you're, you're now, you just put yourself in a corn husk like you're a human tamale. That's all this thing is. That's all the protection this thing gives you. It's just fucking stupid. It's made of gauze and they expect you to climb in it. Cause I, you know, it's ever, I think I've been in one of those. Like, you know, if you ever go to a rage room and that when I went to the rage room in Canada, they had these fucking suits that were essentially they're gauzy cloth and, and it's a body suit and you got to climb in it. Well, I'm a fat guy, man. I mean, so I'm climbing in like half of it. I tried to zip it up as much as I could. I think I broke the zipper on the fucking thing. And then, uh, you know, you know what you look like? Everybody looks like fucking Mike TV from fucking Willy Wonka when he got shot across the room and he, began, he grew up real small. And he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm on TV. But yeah, but you're small. And but you're, that was the suit you had to wear. So that's what they're trying to sell now. That's the next fucking thing. This gauzy cloth fucking rage room hazmat suit. That's not even gonna, what's that going to do? What's and who and who told you you needed to protect your fucking legs? Nobody. I don't the, the virus isn't going to get on your legs. Is it what crawl into your mouth? This isn't some 1966 fucking uh, this isn't the tingler, you know, this isn't some fucking, uh, uh, old school horror movie that you can't defeat. Whatever the fuck. Who's that guy? Shep Gordon. What was that guy's name? Who made the tingler? Uh, Jason's going to look it up and shame me that I can't remember the fucking guy's name. He would, he would open up the movie. He had all these fucking, he was the guy. Remember in Ed Wood. All right. Remember the movie Ed Wood with Johnny Depp. All right. There was another dude in there. The guy from uh, dumb and dumber who actually worked out at my gym before. I think I told you his name. I can't remember his fucking name now, but he was a big lantern jawed dude. He was in a bunch of movies. He played a heavy. Well, he's an Ed Wood and he plays like a distributor and he, he wants a bunch of creepy, scary movies. And they always came up with that fucking thing called the tingler where the seats would vibrate or there would be smell of vision. He was a guy who would actually come up with all those fucking things. Is it something Gordon? I don't fucking know. But anyway, he would come on at the beginning of the movie and he would be like, uh, man's inhumanity to man has led to the moment of, you know, he would give some weird speech and then he would tell them how to use the technology of the tingler or the fucking smell of vision. And then they'd show the goddamn movie. Um, but that's, but that's what I feel like these emails are when they tell you that you're going to wear this suit and stay safe. No, I'm not going to stay safe in this fucking thing. It's nothing. It's a doily. It's a body doily. Do I really want a body doily to fucking do what? Protect me from nothing. Jesus Christ. You just look stupid. Like I, it's one of those things you would wear kind of as a goof to make fun of what's going on. I would think, but they, I, someone's got to buy it. Right. And I, they always do this thing. There was a shaming thing in that one too, where they were like, uh, uh, Hollywood actresses like Kate Hudson and Gwyneth Paltrow are already taking selfies in surgical masks, but you can't rely on them when the, when everything hits the fan. So you've got to buy this suit and I'm like, Oh, why do you got to take Kate Hudson down in this? She was great and almost famous. Yeah. Now she sells granny panties or whatever the fucker, but who cares? That's fine. Let her make a living. I mean, I, I, they, but again, they always do the thing. There's this anti-celebrity thing in all of their emails where they're just like, oh, the rich and elite already have this. Don't you want to keep up with them? It's always, and again, I learned this from the worst human being I've ever met in my life was a guy named Morgan 
who ran Load, which was the fucking place I worked at. And he worked for these junk mail assholes for the longest time. He and he he told me there was this, uh, he taught me the concept of fear of loss of gain. I've talked about it many times where instead of going, hey, man, do you want some bread? You say something like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's no more bread. Wouldn't you want to have some bread right now? The bread's almost gone. You better get some bread. And that's what they do with these suits. They're like, Hollywood celebrities are hoarding all of these suits. So you'll want to jump on now and get one immediately. Like this, like, you know, because again, it, it gives you the hate against celebrities and pairs you with the fear of loss of gain. It's just, and I, I actually, I read all of these emails because I'm fascinated by the concept of how you trick people. You know, again, I it used to be, I used to get dick pills all the time and it just, uh, and it's always some guy, the Yohimbi Indians and all that bullshit. I told you earlier in the show. And, and, or there would be some weird thing about, you know, my wife, uh, she calls it my limp noodle, but now I found a way to stay hard as a steel rod for hours. I'm actually calling in sick to work tomorrow and my wife can't be happier. So I'll go ahead and call this number. It's like, what do you, what, call, why, why, what the, who's ever getting tricked into that? But people are getting tricked into it all the fucking time. I want to get, dude, all right, I'm actually, fuck this. I should read this one email because I was going to fucking tweet this email. This fucking cracked me up. But this is, I'm going to read you. This is the actual, all right, the progression. This is the beginning of the email. Feeling helpless against Corona. When you hear about coronavirus, what's the one word that comes to mind? And by the way, it has a picture of a doctor. I'm, I, I will post this. Okay. By the way, it came from pandemic. That's who sent it to me. It's got a picture of a doctor at the top. When you hear about coronavirus, what's the one word that comes to mind? For most people, it's helpless. There is no vaccine for coronavirus. Masks don't protect your eyes. And the U.S. government, like the Chinese government, isn't telling us the truth about how many are affected. They don't want to cause a panic, and that's in quotation marks. Well, I don't want you to feel, in quotation marks, helpless anymore. There are things you can do to practically eliminate the chance of you or your family getting the deadly coronavirus. This quiz will determine if you are prepared or not. <laughs> And then it's got a link that says life-saving information. And then it says, P.S. Whether you click that link could decide if you or your family survive this very new kind of epidemic. And then it's got a button that says, take the quiz. Even if I was to believe these people, even if I was on board with everything they said, masks don't protect my eyes. U.S. and China government's lying to me. I'm helpless in the face of this virus. True that, all of it. I, you got me. You sold me. I've bitten the hook. Reel me in. Take this quiz. What the fuck? Fuck you. You went from Dr. fucking Clooney on ER to Alex Trebek. All of a sudden, you're a doctor reaching out to help me and my family because you've got the fucking facts. And then I've got to go ahead and answer 10 questions to survive. What the fuck is that? What kind of apocalypse is this? I don't want my apocalypse to be multiple choice, motherfucker. Save me or don't. That's fine. Black or white. Take this quiz. You had me. You had me, then you lost me. Because I'm, you know what? I'm just invested enough to want to care for me and my family, but just lazy enough that I have to prove myself to you by taking a fucking quiz. Don't you know my history, man? A fucking quiz, baby. Good Lord. That's what they do. They hook you in with the governments against you and the black helicopters and the celebrities. And then they try to trick you to push a button. And who knows what the fuck's that? Because I never push the buttons. I don't know what's on the other side of those. Could be the cure. I don't fucking know, but you're not getting me that way, man. It's funny to see them ramp it up. 
I got one yesterday. Now they're up to essential oil spray. Any, anything, any port in a fucking, any huckster port in a huckster fucking storm. They come at you. Now they want you to give you this essential oil spray that will, that prevents coronavirus by spraying it on services. It kills it instantly. I saw a guy yesterday hustling homemade tests. You know, you, you look around and you wonder if this whole thing's falling apart, if everything's going to come crashing down around us. And then you see people like that and you're kind of like, yeah, I hope so. You know, you, you root for the comet. I've talked about it before. I don't want to die. I, I, I think I have plenty of life left to live and, and happiness to give or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I have life to live and, and, and I, I don't want to see it go away. I don't, but, but sometimes you just think to yourself, but you know what, man, maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe we let the dogs and the cats and the giraffes and whoever the fuck else take over. Cause that, when I heard, when I heard that this virus, cause first they said this virus didn't affect young people. And I was like, well, that makes, that's almost poetic. You know what I mean? That, that these, these old people who have fucking ravaged the planet and they're ignoring climate change. I'm not saying all old people, but the people who are ravaging the planet and ignoring the threat of climate change, those people, you know, you're, you're like, well, there's something almost poetic about them, a virus, almost like as if the planet, like George Carlin said, created a virus to defend itself from its greatest threat and enemy. Uh, but then, you know, young people are dying and you can't predict this fucking thing. It could change. It could all change in a day. Who knows? But when I heard it wasn't killing cats and dogs, when I heard that they couldn't get it, I was just like, good, good. Because you know what? They, they give them the shot. Let, let this, let the monkeys and the fucking, and the, and the fucking wombats, let them sort it out. Like I said last week, if I, if I died, I wanted to get a dog only so if I died, he could eat me. That's fine. That's a fitting funeral. That's a Viking funeral for a fuckhead. Just let your dog eat you. You know, I, 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 I just don't know, man. I hope you're safe. I hope we're all safe. You know, it's funny. And we're getting that $1,200 check. So everything's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> government stepped up, sent us a $1,200 check. Good for them, right? That's fine. That's, look at you guys got in together and it's, and I don't know who you support. All right. But there's a clip of Bernie Sanders on the, on the fucking Senate floor yelling, going, I, I some of my colleagues can't bear the thought of poor people getting extra money. And he's right. He's just right. I'm not saying you got to support him or vote for him for president. But in that moment, if you watch that two minutes and you hear what he said, he's right. These motherfuckers couldn't bear the thought of helping people. They had to, because again, this $1,200, it comes out of future tax refunds. This is, this is not a gift. This is not a, 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 this is not aid to help you in a crisis. This is a predatory payday loan company giving you some money and the bill will come due. And you contrast that with Canada where people are getting $2,000 for the next four months, $2,000 each for the next four months. And, And again, my Canadian friends are going to argue with me because they don't like Justin or whatever. And I don't know the total truth. I, 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 that's fine. I'm going, please, I'm giving you what I read. A cursory examination of the facts showed me that Canadian citizens were getting $2,000 each for four months. So $8,000 total. We're getting $1,200 for one month. And also the IRS is so antiquated and behind now, they might not be able to fucking get the payments to people for four months. $1,200. Oh, and also here's another fun thing. Uh, I've filed extensions on my taxes for the last two years, so I don't get a dime. They are using it off their 2019 or 2018 tax returns. And because I didn't file, I don't get a check. 
and again, I, I'm, we'll talk on the other side about plugs and, and Patreon and everything else. And, and, you know, we're all, we're all moving along at our own pace and doing the best we can. But $1,200 from, from the biggest fucking country, the richest country in the world to the citizens to try to help them out. And also telling them you're going to open again in two weeks and get people back to work and pretending that people want to get back to work. Look, look, yes. In the abstract, people want to get back to work. But if there is a virus that is still killing people for going out of their house or whatever, or not even, you know, you or just waylaying you, making you sick, making you contagious, making you infectious, then people don't want to get back to work. There are people who love their jobs and, and are driving themselves crazy in their homes. And yes, they want to get back to work, but not if the thought is they could die or they could kill their fucking grandma or their aunt or whomever, or even an old neighbor, although some old neighbors suck, but you don't want to be responsible for that. You don't want that in your fucking brain. And these fucking moose eaters in Canada are getting eight grand. What the fuck, man? God damn it. We'll trade you. Take our fucking dickhead and we'll take the, the, your, yours, the guy you don't like. I'll happily let Justin come here and smile in a mirror and give me fucking eight grand. You puck fuckers. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I love Canada, but it's funny. But you know, they'll everybody, cause they look, they recognize that their country has problems too, just like our country has problems. But I think overall you would agree that you guys are in, in a, in a more advantageous position. I, I think you curling ass fucks up there. You're just fucking sitting in the snow and getting your eight grand and being able to hibernate and live your fucking lives and buy your ketchup chips. That's fucking awesome down here, 1200. And like I said, that's not even like a, here's 1200 to help. It's funny. My rent is coming due. No, I'm fine. My rent is coming due. I've got it. It's coming due here in like three days. And I've heard not a word from my landlord. Like I don't, I haven't heard anything of like, Hey, uh, don't worry about it. Or Hey, cause I mean, I've seen other people are getting contacted by their landlords going, Hey, make sure you pay your fucking rent. Like landlords are desperate. And then there's people talking about a rent strike and all these other different things. Well, again, I'm in a very good position that I, I'm, as I've said, Patreon and Amazon pay for my rent. So I'm covered for March. We'll see what April does. We'll see what May does. We'll see what, we'll see what the world does going forward. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but I will say that I hope you're okay. I will say that I hope you're happy and safe and doing the best you can. I hope you're quarantining. I hope you're social distancing. If you're not doing those things, I hope you have a good reason. I don't think there's a good reason, but I, you know, I, I don't want to argue about it because I know that there are some people I know who still think this is a fucking hoax. I'm related to people who think this is a fucking hoax. Um, and I don't understand that logic or mentality when you see the numbers, when you actually see what's happening. Uh, and it's just natural to worry. You know, we talk about old people being susceptible. I told you last week, my mom was literally told by her doctor, you have a lung and a half. And if you get this, you're dead. So I called my mom the other day and uh, my mom went to Walgreens. And you're supposed to drink water. And my mom, ah, I fucking hate water. I, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you got to drink water. All right. I know you're 76 or whatever the fuck, 77. And, and you, but you're 77. You still have active cancer right now. You got a lung and a half. Don't go to fucking Walgreens. Just don't go. And it's that thing where you don't want, you know, I don't want to tell my mom what to do. I don't want to be that guy, but I finally had to. And like I, I also, I heard my stepdad coughing in the background. He's coughing like a psychopath. He's 78. He's got COPD. He went to get beer 
And my mom made a joke. She's like, oh my God, can you believe he went, he went, Dan went to the store and he went, he, you know, he got two suitcases of beer. That's what he got. And, and I'm like, why are either of you going outside? Like, it's this thing where, yes, it's funny and, and you can't treat everything as, as a, a life or death, but some things are life or death, motherfucker. What are you doing? So I talked to her and I, I don't, it puts me in an uncomfortable position to tell my mom what to do. I don't enjoy it. You know, I've talked to other friends and they're like, this is the circle of life, man. Now you're the parent. And I, I, you know, I, I can, I, I'm already parenting myself because of the shortcomings of my past. And now I got to parent my parents, but you have to, you got to do what you can. And I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't put any bass in my voice, but we talked and we had a good talk about a bunch of things. And finally at the end, and also she doesn't think it's a hoax. She hates fucking Trump. She thinks, oh my God, people, bump. but to her, it's like, I just went to the store. I'm like, yeah, but you could die going to the store. So at the end of the phone call, I just said, Hey ma, you, you, I'm, I'm going to say this now, you know, we're whatever you can't leave the house. Oh yeah, I know ma. No, you don't. You went to Walgreens. Yeah. But I, you know, I went up there and it's just, I just wanted to grab something. Ma, you can't leave the house. Yeah, I know. You know, it's uh, Dan's daughter said the same thing, you know, and I go, well, yes, because it's real. This is real. I know it's real. I see the stories. I see the numbers. Okay. Then because literally half the phone calls are going, can you believe this asshole is going to get people killed by lying to him about all this shit? The fuck is his problem? Doesn't he know that people listen to him and they're going to fucking die? And then at the end of the phone call, she's like, yeah, I went to Walgreens. What are you going to Walgreens for, man? So then I said, look, you and Dan can't leave the house. She goes, yeah, I know. But you know, when you run out of, I go, ma, because my mom's also sharp. It's not like she's like feeble. She knows she orders shit from the home shopping network all the time. She buys stuff on Amazon. I said, ma, go to Amazon. Get stuff delivered. Go to Instant Cart. Go to all of these things. They will send you. And she goes, yeah, you know, Dan's daughter also. And I'm like, good for Dan's daughter. I'm glad she's stepping up. You uh, you have to listen to us. And, and you know, she said, finally, at the end of the phone call, she said, all right, all right. You know, you're right. You're right. I said, all right, you got to start drinking water. Ah, you know, I fucking hate water. I know you do. I know you hate water. I know. You got to drink water. You got to do what you can. And also you're leave, you, you, know, you leave the house to go to the doctor and that's it. I mean, he, I, I go, mom did or did not your doctor literally use the words. If you get this, you're dead. She goes, yeah, that's exactly what she said. And I said, okay, then guess what? Yeah, I know. I know you're right, son. You're right. Yeah, I'm right. Oh, Michael. I don't know. You know, just sometimes ma, 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 no, no, don't, you know, and then, and then you leave it. You know what I mean? Cause I can't. I can't call every day and go, what are you doing? You're staying inside. You're staying hydrated. Nobody wants that uh, to be that fucking asshole. who's just fucking looming and lurking. And, and, and cause then at that point, someone's just going, I'm going to go to the fucking store just to shut this fucking guy up. You know what I mean? You just, you, you wind up pushing people to the brink of doing things and you don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to. So I'm not telling you guys what to do, you know, live your lives and, and do the best you can. And, and, but understand this. And this is coming from me, which is crazy. This isn't about you. You stay in your house for other people. Yeah, you're staying safe. Yeah, you won't get sick. Hopefully, you know, we're doing the best we can with that. But if you go out, you could make other people sick. You could kill people. You could make them ill. You could some old dude at the fucking bank, the store, whatever the fuck, anybody. You know, I I had to go to the bank the other day and, uh, and, and, and get this. I go to the fucking bank and there's a line outside. So, and we're all six feet away from one another, letting one person into the bank at a time. 
I finally get in. There's, you know, the tellers are in there and then there's one guy at a window and he's leaning like really close to the window and talking. And I'm like, what are you doing? You fuckhead back up. And then they called me and I had, I had money that I had to put in my bank account and I didn't go use the ATM because first of all, there was 15 people lined up at the ATM. And second of all, uh, I'm not touching the ATM. I know that sounds ridiculous. I'm not Felix Unger, but I'm just doing my best to do what I can. So I go in and, uh, I hand her the cash and it was $107 and I pass it under the thing. And cause I had brought my recycling in, I had gotten some money and then I had money from another job, whatever the fuck, you know, why am I explaining where my cash came from? I hand it under the window and, uh, she goes, thank you. And she licks her fingers to count the money. Literally licked her finger, licked her thumb and her forefinger and then counted the cash to separate it. I was like, what? We're all going to die. That's the thing is you see enough people out there doing the wrong thing. So when I say we should do the right thing in your brain, you just go, why all these other motherfuckers doing the wrong thing. Look at these people at spring break. Look at these people at the beach in Chicago. Look at all these people. Yeah. So that's why if you're a smart thinking person, do your best to counteract that bullshit. And also stay in your house because you know, those fucking people are out there. Don't look at it like, oh man, they got to go to spring break and have a great time. Go look at it as like, well, you know, they jumped into a giant fucking gene pool bathtub that's going to wind up dying and killing a bunch of people. Stay the fuck out of their, out of their way. And, and also look, recognize I'm no expert. I don't know a fucking thing. I'm trying to follow what science and, and doctors are telling us. I'm not trying to be like, I know because I know I'm smart. I'm not fucking smart about this. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm smart about the old dragnet show or Batman, but I'm not smart about fucking diseases and shit. I can only do what science tells me to do. I can only do what doctors who seem trustworthy tell me to do. Not hucksters who want me to buy essential oil spray, real people. And we see real people in Dr. Fauci and Dr. Bricks. And like I said, if one of them at one of those, at one of those fucking rallies that he's doing every day, in the White House briefing room, if he steps up and he starts blaming Cuomo for not having enough respirators or he asks them to blame Cuomo or he does that fucking performative bullshit of, you know, with these empty seats, these people hate me. They probably hate me a little more, but I'm sure they want to move up to these empty seats. And he's talking. And if one of those doctors went, hey, it literally go out on your shield. okay? you're a doctor. Save lives. If you just went, hey, shut the fuck up. Shut up. He'd fucking freak out. And they're not going to drag you out of the room and they're certainly not going to cut the cameras because that's a clip that's going to live forever. But as as a doctor, because I know they all think, well, I've got to stay here because I'm doing the best I can. Or it's like when Mad Dog fucking Mattis or anybody else was like, well, if I wouldn't have been there, he really would have gone crazy. Well, why don't you instead come out the day it happens? Come out and go, hey, he's crazy and I'm fucking leaving. We need to do something about this. It's dangerous. Instead of all of this, well, you know, maybe because they're all they're all hedging their fucking bets that he's not crazy enough to ruin everything that his narcissism will not permeate everything and destroy everything that has been built, but it's already in progress. This motherfucker has whittled out all of the foundations of whatever the fuck we thought we were, and it's going to collapse. It just is. And he doesn't give a fuck because he is just a fucking mobster and they're banging this country out the back door. And all of us are Robert Patrick watching our sporting goods store go out. And eventually Tommy and, and, and fucking Ray Liotta are going to, are going to light it up. They're going to fucking, they're going to get the light bulbs and the fucking, the paraffin and whatever the fuck else. And then it's, it's all going up and they don't give a shit. Cause they, they, they make it a husk and they take what they want. This fucking bill where like the hotel industry or whatever the fuck. And there's a real estate loophole where they don't have to pay taxes if they lose money in real estate. What the fuck? 
what a bunch of scumbags, what a bunch of fucking sitting there rubbing their hands together, counting every single fucking green dollar they can get their hands on, trying to fuck the poor people and doing it and doing it, succeeding. And this goes for Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. If they voted for it today, I didn't see. I'm sure it passed, but they had a chance to fucking say no, and they didn't. They can strongly object. They can go ahead and rewrite whatever they want and insert whatever clause they want. But if there was one senator who would have gone, hey, I'm not on board with this. Have the courage of your convictions to just go, we have to help poor people, real people, not even poor people. Real fucking people need help. They need relief. But instead, they give money to businesses. Fucking airlines, you got to be shitting me. Fucking charging $18 for a sandwich because there's no competition in the air. Making you choose your seat, making the seats fucking smaller and smaller, telling you you can't sit, you got to pay $25. Get the fuck out of here. Now you need money. Now you want fucking money. Fuck you. But they got it. Fucking hotel industry. Uh, You know, the restaurant industry to me is more vital than the fucking air industry. Restaurants are open on the front lines every day and they, they, they fucking employ and fucking what do I get that there? I'm over my skis on that. I don't know if the fucking restaurant industry is more important than the air industry. It's probably not, but restaurants need a bailout. Take care of them. You know, they feed people. That's and, and, and again, air travel is a miracle, but the way they've made it, you just, you just want to fucking murder people because of the way they fucking treat you. Casinos. I don't, I don't even, I don't know if casinos were in the final bill, but casinos wanted a bailout probably under the guise of the hotel industry. Seriously, you know what I want? Here's what I want. You ever see Defending Your Life? I think I talked about this on here. If I have, I apologize because it's bad. You know, it's, it's, it's the end times. You can just keep repeating yourself. I'm Ernie right now. Have a seat on that couch. I'm going to tell you about this, the hauntings of my life. Uh, there's a movie called Defending Your Life. Oops, I apologize. Lost in America. Movie Lost in America. And uh, Julie Haggerty and Albert Brooks, they, dis- they, they pull out of society. They buy an RV. They're going to drive across the country. So they wind up hitting Vegas and uh, Julie Haggerty loses their entire nest egg. You have to see it. It's fucking brilliant. She, she gets gambling fever and just loses everything. So then Albert Brooks tries to go meet with Gary Marshall, who runs the casino and get his money back. And he tries to pitch it as an advertising executive, as like a victory and a great story for the heart, a casino with a heart, that kind of thing. It's brilliant. It's just fucking awesome. And the scene is so well done. And it's just a, a desperate person trying to get his money back any way he can. And a very kind and gentle authority figure having to go, look, uh, I can't help you, man. I, I just can't help you. And it could have been played in a dark way, but it's played funny. But there, there's an inherent darkness because of the situation. And I think, you know, when I heard that the casinos wanted money, here's what I want. I want Albert Brooks to reshoot that scene. And I want Bill Hader to play the Albert Brooks part. And I want Albert Brooks to play the Gary Marshall part. And I want Bill Hader to be the casinos trying to get their money back from the government and trying to get a bailout. And I wanted Albert Brooks to be whoever's in charge of the money for the government, having to tell them, nah, it's, it's not going to happen. God, I would love that. I don't, you know, nobody knows what the fuck's going to happen. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I got no idea. You don't. None of us do. All I know is Canada's getting as much money as they can possibly get <laughs> you sons of bitches i'll be there you know I, I usually go in july hey man you might want to open your arms because i might be there in fucking march who knows stay safe man do the best you can take care of one another and uh and hopefully when this has run its course as soon as it possibly can 
Myself and the rest of you guys won't find ourselves obsolete. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Also, I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat. And again, these are all things I should be utilizing in a quarantine. Uh, but, oh, I got a list. I got plans. Also, TikTok is out there. I'm on that now, Mike40YOB, uh, which is insane. I... I I haven't opened it since the day I put it on the on the phone, but eventually I'll have to jump in there as well and figure stuff out. So uh, so letting you know that you can find me at all of these places still, even as uh, as the 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 waves of the end lap against the shore. Uh, I'll be there forever (laughs) until until this planet is reclaimed by the life who will show it the respect it deserves. Uh, our friend Ryan Dirks does the web stuff for the show. Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. You can find him there. And our buddy David Hernandez is the coolest of the cool. You know that we opened with the, the Reaper song. He actually re, he did and did a redo on it because he was like, are you going to really use it every week? I go, mm, I, maybe like I really want to. I'll, I'll I'll figure out a way to do that somehow. And he's like, well, then let me do like, let, let me take another pass at it. You know, and I said, cool, go ahead. So that's his new version. Uh, and it's just insanely good because he's fucking so talented. Again, the fact it blows me away that he can just be like, Hey, I'm going to do that song and he can do it. Like I can't, uh, anybody who can do things that I can't do again, fascinates me. And David, David can do everything that I can't do. Uh, he's at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can be his friend there. Go to look at his photos and look at all the artwork he's done for this show. Artwork he's done for himself. Uh, it's, it's amazing stuff. And then he actually started a page, a cult page called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. You can join that on Facebook, send him a request, and then you'll have to answer some questions, and then you'll be part of the group, man. You'll be part of the This Is Dumb group, posting all of the horrible memes about what's going on in the world today and and uh, and seeing staying on top of it. That's what you want to do. You want to stay on top of the, the apocalyptic memes that, are, memes that are out there. Um, this Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb features so many uh, amazing caricatures or characters that, that David has invented and artwork there's a there's a weeble christopher hitchens there's a someone dressed like a bee there's a mummy there's a there's a hot chick you can see her nipples sometimes there's a talking refrigerator it's you know i'm 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 underselling it you have to join the page and then you'll see these amazing things uh i think satan makes an appearance occasionally too satan's involved in this page so go ahead and find him this is dumb that's dumb you're dumb i'm dumb uh, and also you can hire david to do artwork when you see all of these characters that he does you can realize hey this guy could do my facebook caricature if i wanted him to or he could do a painting for you because he works in oil paintings he works in amazing watercolors he does unbelievable work and he's on commission you can go ahead and hire him to do these things uh contact him at facebook.com slash david max hernandez become his friend there first that's your that's your ground zero that's your surgical mask ground zero of the pyramid to get into the world of david hernandez then you start exploring looking at the artwork he's done the artwork he's done for the west side 86 jokers fan club page uh, is incredible. You want to check that out as well. And, uh, and you'll get a real feel for what he can do because the guy can fucking do anything. I'm telling you right now. And if you want to hire him, you can do that. Uh, and if you want to see another facet of his artwork, you want to go to his website uh, because I think that has a lot of um, more of a corporate feel, whatever. You, it just, you, it, you have to see it because it's all part of the rainbow, all part of the spectrum of what he can do. And I think you should take it all in. And by doing that, you can go to artbydmh.com. That's his website, A-R-T-D-M-H. Oops, <laughs> I messed it up there. Uh, artbydmh.com. That's where you want to go. A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H 
Com. Chances girlfriend came across the needle and soon she did the same. At home there are 17 year old boys and their idea of fun. It's being in a game called the disciples high on crack, toting a machine gun. Because she couldn't afford to feed And yet we're sending people to the moon September my cousin tried me For the very first time Now he's doing horse It's June Thank you. 
God damn. You know, we might be jobs to leave, but David never will be. He's always going to have something to do. He's got a theme song to churn out or any other fucking artwork or anything he can do. The guy's just a fucking jack of all trades. He can do anything you want, anytime you need it. Again, I can't stress enough, hire the guy. You just heard another example of why he's the fucking greatest. So uh, David Mex Hernandez, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go ahead and find him there. Um, and that's just, uh, yeah, it's just, he's just a fucking king. All right. So, hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> Sponsors? Yes. Still got them. Shockingly enough, we do. Uh, our good friend Rob Matsushita has the Knife Drop podcast. And I will tell you this. He's a little behind. Um, he hasn't updated the podcast in a few weeks. He's got some uh, technical behind the scenes stuff that he's taking care of. Plus, he might have another project or two in the pipeline that I can maybe tell you about in the future. But I will tell you right now, the Knife Drop podcast is available at Pod Bay, Stitcher, Anchor. And uh, it's, you know, it's a small catalog, but a mighty catalog. Go ahead and download what you can and give it a listen. Because what the fuck? Again, we're all just sitting in the house doing nothing. Our great friend, Fearful Jesuit of the Paranoid Strain podcast, he's going to murder me because I unfortunately I have not been able to listen to his latest episode, uh, even though I've just I literally talked about how I'm trapped in my house doing things. Um, I, I it's to, it's to my detriment that I haven't listened to it, but I will tell you this. Here's why uh, his latest episode gets to the meat of the coronavirus. He, he did an emergency coronavirus episode. And um, in my defense, I've been living a, a little bit of coronavirus a little too much. And also my shows have been about coronavirus. I've really been kind of submerged in it. And, uh, and so I, I, I kind of, I've, I've put it off. It's, it's a rude and wrong thing to do. Uh, but, but it, I, I will tell you that you should listen. I'm sure it's fantastic. I have not listened yet to the new one. Uh, I have listened to the previous ones about Philip K. Dick. I told you about whether reality is reality. I've listened to all of the episodes in the past. You should get those now. They're available in the iTunes store. Uh, Paranoid Strain Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe in the iTunes store. Leave a review in the iTunes store mentioning us. That'd be fantastic. I'd love it. He'd know that you got us through him or got him through us or whatever the fuck. Uh, write him a note. ParanoidStrain at gmail.com. ParanoidStrain at gmail.com. Reach out to our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, and tell him he's doing great things and amazing stuff with his podcast because he is. He and Dana Unicorn sitting at microphones. Uh, and then he, like as I've mentioned, he sits in a, a small closet for the best sound quality. Now, I'm, I'm in my office slash living room and you can hear my friend's television bleeding through the goddamn wall so who's the who's the more professional guy here you're goddamn right it's fearful jesuit uh and he just gets to the meat of the matter with all of his fucking podcasts brilliant stuff that you can listen to right now listen to the older shows listen to the new show about coronavirus uh i will be listening it's on it's on my list of things to do uh, when I'm not staring at a wall and doing nothing. And I know that sounds like, oh, you didn't do that instead and you chose to do nothing. Well, that's my pathology. I'm a fucking weirdo because there's also I got a stack of books I should read. There's all sorts of stuff. But between streaming live stuff on Twitch and uh, staying up until 730 in the morning, because that's the thing is, man, I have lost all discipline. I, I never had discipline. And this year I was doing really well. I was get I was going to bed a decent hour. I was getting up, hitting the gym, lifting, running, feeling good about it. And now I have just I've just gone back into garbage, gone back into garbage and and not exercising and staying up super late and and watching YouTube clips like I, I watched. <laughs> here's my new thing. Uh, I've been going to classic Phillies because I love baseball. All right. I wound up doing my baseball draft. Uh, one of them with my friends uh, last Saturday at the last minute. My brother Lenny asked me if I wanted to be in a baseball draft. And I'm like, sure. And 
we did it. We were going to do it online, but the, it's an auction. So I was like, I don't know, man, the, the juice of it is the auction in a live room and having fun. So the day we did it, we all signed in. And in the chat room, our buddy Rick wrote, hey, man, what if we did a Zoom for this? And I don't know what the fuck Zoom is. I got no idea. And everybody's like, well, I don't know. We can try it. And he's like, well, I have the Zoom. Uh, you know, it's free for 45 minutes. And then each one of us could sign up for a free thing. And we could all just join back in. And then my buddy's like, well, why don't we just join Zoom Pro? We'll put it in the league fees. And again, I don't, I'm just staying on the sidelines. I don't fucking know what any of this is. And they're like, cool. So they go, all right, download Zoom. So I just went through the browser because I didn't want to download something to my computer that I don't know or trust. But then it was easier to do it with Zoom downloaded because then you could change your background and all that, whatever the fuck. So there's like 13 guys on this Zoom and we're drafting, we're doing an auction on a website and also talking to one another and seeing one another. And Jesus Christ, it made it infinitely more fun. It was so goddamn great to do the, to do the Zoom thing and see everybody. What a great idea by Rick. And uh, it wasn't as good as being in the room and having a live auction, certainly, but it was totally, it made it, it salvaged what looked like an untenable situation and it made it crazy fun. So, uh, so here's what I've been doing. And also, first of all, let me talk about this because I just learned about zoom. Now, is there a chance that zoom is behind the virus? Is there, is that in the new episode fearful? Because I don't know. We, we should look at the zoom people because I didn't know who the fuck these guys were. And all of a sudden everybody is zooming everybody. I know you're asking me who's zooming who, well, I'm telling you right now, Aretha, it is, it is all of these people Zooming one another because they're doing happy hours and brunches and live Zoom chats. And I look, I had no fucking clue who Zoom was. All of a sudden, the virus hits and everybody's Zooming. So I think we got to look into these executives, see if they somehow got an underground lab where they unleashed a fucking Zoom trips on everybody and fucking made them use their goddamn app. That could be a possibility. You realize this, right? So my new thing is I... Uh, I found there's a, a website. It's on, well, it's a YouTube channel, and it's Classic Phillies. And because baseball is not here and I love baseball so much and I miss it, uh, I've been watching classic Phillies games from 1993. And the thing I love about it is it doesn't just have, here's when they won the World Series, here's when they won the pennant. It shows you games from April. It just shows you like random Phillies games from May. You can put it on and I leave it on in the background while I'm in the house or I'm reading or I'm doing whatever, or I'm surfing the web. And you look up and you get to see Lenny Dykstra and Pete Incavelia and fucking Jim Eisenreich and Darren Dalton and John Cruck and Kurt Schilling and the rest of the 93 Phillies just getting it done. And then they have other games, too. He's got 1980 games. He's got all different. But I've been watching 93 because it's, it's you know, they went to the World Series that year. But it's, it's just and it's also random games, which is so fucking great. That's my favorite thing. Just to see the fucking the home, the, not the home opener, the, the, the game against the Astros in the Astrodome when they open the season. You know, it's. It's wild. So, I mean, I've been finding myself gravitating toward that kind of stuff, uh, watching a lot of old wrestling, watching all that stuff. So I, I, I didn't do my homework this week and I didn't listen to, to fearful and I hope he's not angry at me. Uh, and I'm going to, it's funny. I'm going to text him and go, you don't have to listen to the episode because your plug is, is not, uh, it's not a good plug because <laughs> he, he he's genuinely excited for me to hear the show because he knows how much I enjoy it and he wants me to fucking listen to it. And I get that. And this week I, you know, I kind of crawled into a fucking YouTube hole and, and stayed up till seven thirty in the morning watching Phillies games every goddamn day and surfing the web and twitching and playing. I also I've been playing video games, man, not only playing on Twitch, but playing off Twitch. Like I've started playing this game, The Witcher, for like eight, nine hours at a clip. And because it's fun, there's always shit to do. This game never fucking ends. And uh, all of a sudden you look up at the fucking, like I said, you look up at the fucking clock and it's it's 7.30 a.m. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing? But it's because there's no, I don't have to do anything. I ain't got nowhere to be. We got to be in the fucking house. 
only thing I got to do is go outside and grab chips and chocolate if I have to for more garbage, right? Jesus Christ, what a failure. I got to fucking break out of this. Uh, but you don't have to be like me. You could educate yourself and you can listen to great things like the Fearful Jesuit Paranoid Strain podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Again, he does an amazing job. Danny Unicorn does an amazing job. Uh, again, as I testify, the Philip K. Dick episode is fucking phenomenal. Um, I talked about it last week. Uh, and then the coronavirus episode is out now and, uh, he's working on other stuff right now. As we speak, he's probably fucking whatever. He and I have had discussions. So just, you want to get on, on the ground floor of team fearful and the paranoid strain podcast, because he's getting some notice. He's getting interviewed by other podcasts. People are starting to realize what great work he does. And you can say I had him first because Mike Schmidt told me to the paranoid strain podcast available on the iTunes store right now. Download all of them. Listen, leave reviews. And, uh, and like I said, contact fearful and tell him you heard about him through us uh, just so he doesn't fucking murder me because I haven't been able to listen yet. Uh, but please go ahead and listen because I'm, I'm don't don't do as I say, not as I do. It's fucking fantastic. And I'm looking forward to listening to it myself. Uh, Cameo exists. Now, let's, let's get into this. Uber and Lyft probably don't exist anymore. I'm not going to give that code, but it exists. If you want it, write me and I'll tell you. Uh, but here, let's talk about things that keep me alive. Well, actually, b- b- bullshit. Let's talk about this first. I have a mailing list. <laughs> I, I have not. I haven't started it yet. I'm still gathering names. And it's heymikeadme at gmail.com. Heymikeadme at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to be put on the mailing list like some people did this week, then that's pretty cool. Go ahead and write me and I'll throw you on the mailing list. And I'm telling you this right now. Even with all this bullshit and Phillies games and me and avoiding the mail list. Mailing list starts this week. You Mailing list starts this week. You will get it. Now, look, do I... I, I, and I'll cover it all. You know what? Fuck this mailing list starts this week and I'll have questions and I'll cover some stuff, maybe even a little survey, uh, in the first edition, the first issue, whatever the fuck, the first note, the first missive, whatever the fuck I send you, uh, I'll probably be looking for some feedback. So we'll do that. If you want to be on that list, send me a note. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com and we'll get you on the list. And then you will get the first edition of the newsletter, which starts this week. Uh, because there's a new week coming up, uh, a new month, I should say, April. You know how I like to do things. Oh my God, I literally just looked at my clock. It's 420. Uh, ha ha. <laughs> Smoke that weed. <laughs> what do you want for that thing? Rababiskit. All right. Um, so yeah, so the mailing list starts in uh, you know April first, April Fool, and you're like, ha ha, April Fool's Day. No, seriously, I gotta get, I gotta get you guys on board. Oh wait, is that wait April first? Is that's not this week, is it? Let me take a look at my hold on. Let me look at my calendar. Is April first before the next show? Yeah, you know what? Next show is recorded next Wednesday. Yeah, fuck that. Um, so yeah, by this week, the you'll get it before next uh, edition of this podcast. Jesus Christ, again. But who knows? Does time matter anymore? Do days matter anymore? I don't think they do. Um, that it's it's incumbent upon me to make them matter, because again, I'm just I'm just fucking staring. So I gotta fucking realize that that's not the way to be, baby. Uh, so what was we talking about? Oh, so all right, let's talk about this. So they the uh, the mailing list is there. Hey, no, oh, uh, hey, Mike, add me at gmail dot com. Now I'm gonna also throw this out there. Um, well, actually bullshit. Well, should we do this now? What or should we do this? We'll do this now because we're talking about mailing lists and shit like that. Uh, just this week, here's something else I did this week, and I'm actually very proud of it. Um, if you wrote me a note for Hey Schmitty, call me at gmail.com, 
if you wrote, if you ever, because I did that, what, a fucking year ago? I did it a couple times, actually. It's not even, hey, it's me at gmail.com. That's what it is. Don't get it twisted. me at gmail.com. If you wrote me there, uh, I've called you. I'm caught up. The other day, I called 37 people. And uh, did I leave 33 voicemails? I did. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, but me at gmail.com. Now, here's the thing. I'm all caught up except for two people. A guy named Joey who didn't give me his fucking phone number in the email because he's a nutbag. And then a guy, I'm going to throw his name out here. Nick, uh, Nick, if you're still listening, you wrote me and I tried to call you and that number's dead. It says the mailbox is full. I couldn't even leave you a message. And I don't know what's your number because, again, it's the generic lady going, you have reached the mailbox of 612. Now, if you're at Nick's, Nick at 612, that's why I'll throw that out there. Because I had to Google it. I'm like, well, where is he from? And then I tried to go to Facebook to find him. I Look, I do the legwork, man. So if you're Nick, I won't give your last name, at a 612 area code, I tried to call you and your mailbox was full. And if you want me to call you again, and I put this offer out there for everybody. If you want me to call you, you can start writing me again at schmittycallme at gmail.com. Schmittycallme at gmail.com. And because, uh, again, what the fuck else are we doing besides nothing? I'm watching classic Phillies. I'm going to listen to Fearful and uh, and call you guys. But I, I I made in the past week, I made 37 calls in one day. And in the past week, uh, I, I cleaned up the last 98, I think it was, people. But 37 the final day. Uh, so if you're out there and you want me to call you, schmittycallme at gmail.com is back in business. Schmittycallme at gmail.com. Go ahead and throw me your number and I'll give you a shout. Uh, that would be cool. I, I wouldn't mind reaching out and talking to you guys because why the fuck not? I'm not going to zoom you, but I'll call you. That seems like personal. <laughs> it seems like a thing to do. Uh, all right. So there's the, there's Hey Mike, add me at gmail.com. Schmitty, call me at gmail.com. Don't forget to include your phone number, please on Schmitty, call me and Hey Mike, add me. Uh, we'll put you on the mailing list, which starts next week. Uh, so there you go. And now let's talk about keeping me alive. How about that? First of all, there are thanks in order to a lot of other people who stepped up, you know, I've, as I've talked about, and I don't mean to be this guy, but we all know where we're at with me being job obsolete. We, uh, <clears throat> This is my gig, and I wanted it to be my gig for a long time. This was the year with the year of I will where we were going to make this my gig. Well, Ireland has been postponed. Uh, you know, I can't go out and do stand-up, and I don't know what stand-up's even going to look like on the other side of this. So this is the gig, and I like it, even though I'm putting out a fucking show on a Friday night, which is ridiculous, but I hope you guys are are you're giving me a little bit of leeway here, even though you've been giving me a little leeway for like a couple years now, and you're very nice. Thank you, and I'll be better. Um. But as I've mentioned, Patreon exists. You know, there are people who've signed up this this week. Uh, our friend Diane, Diane and her little monsters in Ohio, her uh, she signed up for Patreon and it made me very happy. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm glad you thought of me. Uh, and our great friend Cameron has bumped his. He was already a, a, a person who was donating every month and he bumped his donation up. Uh, he, in fact, he quintupled it. Thank you so much, Cameron. You're an amazing person. And thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, so Diane on Patreon and, and Cameron, Cameron and Patreon. Also our friend, I'm going to say the name, Chad Thomas Watson. He went ahead and signed up. He's a new Patreon guy. Thank you, Chad Thomas. I appreciate you signing up and becoming a new Patreon person for me that, that, that helps me immeasurably because again, this is the gig now. And as I've, I've put out the bat signal, if you're going to support this show, 
this is a really good time to do it. And thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, and also our great friend, Rick Brown, new Patreon subscriber, Rick Brown has stepped up. Thank you, Rick. Any, any amount helps. And thank you for thinking of the amount that you did and going ahead and contributing to the Patreon. Now, look, should I be more active on the Patreon? I should. There's no doubt. I should be doing so many different things. I should uh, stop staring at Phillies games. And I have a list. I have plans. I have ideas. I have hopes. I want to do things. Um, and I, and I hope you will indulge me. Uh, cause again, like, you know, I told you, I thought about doing this as a daily show. I thought about doing a daily live stream in the morning. I thought about, cause again, with YouTube, I should start reviewing things. All of these things are friendly. Anna is like, you really should my buddy, John. And I, I, I still fight with the fucking hurdle of, well, I mean, you're just a voice in the fucking fog. Then everybody's doing that shit. What are you doing? It's low hanging fruit. I'm still fighting that battle and I'll get past it. I will. Um, so the YouTube channel exists. You can actually subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now it's YouTube. Uh, dot com. Just look for the 40 year old boy YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that. I would appreciate it very much uh, because the more subscribers I have, the more YouTube thinks, oh, okay, that's a guy. And maybe they feature me with an algorithm or whatever the fuck. And, you know, there's we got to start putting Twitch clips on there. I got to start doing a bunch. Hey, look, I got to I got to I got to I got to I will. I will. I will. I will. OK, I will. I promise. Uh, these are things I have to do. So Diane and Cameron, Chad Thomas Watson, Rick Brown uh, and our friend Greg Hazard who uh, doubled his monthly donation and, and in doing so um, becomes one of the, the, the higher donations that I get per month. And uh, Greg, you're amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. I, I thank you for thinking of me. Um, so anybody who wants to sign up to Patreon, it exists. If you go to Patreon, you look for Mike Schmidt or the 40 year old boy or whatever it is, you'll find it and you can become a Patreon patron of the show support and help and keep us afloat and do what you can. Cause now it's about paying bills. I mean, it's about a bunch of different things, but right now it's about staying alive because I have no other real supplemental income and I can, you know, I'm, I'm good for March and I'll, pr- I'm probably good for April. Uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, but people have stepped up and very kind and generous and very nice uh, along with the people I've mentioned for Patreon, uh, Diane, Cameron, Chad, Greg, and Rick. Um, I've had people reach out via PayPal, our buddy, Christian, uh, Argyle, 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 Christian stepped up in a very nice way and sent me a PayPal, uh, chunk and, and I, I, you know, I can't thank you enough. You're so nice to think of me. You're so nice to go ahead and send me something. Christian and I have gone back and forth a little bit on Facebook talking and messenger and stuff. And, and he's always been a fan and, and very fun and a very nice friend. And thank you so much, Christian. I appreciate it. Uh, and then our good friend, Paul Pepper, who you may remember, he had the dark Knight first responder uh, vehicle. Uh, he sponsored the show for a little bit, but Paul's actually stepped up here and, uh, and helped me out. He actually called him on one of the days when I was wrapping up all the phone calls, uh, cause I owed him a call for Schmitty call me at gmail.com. He's seen me a couple of times live and, uh, he and his wife, Gloria have always been very kind to me and for Paul to step up and do something so nice and send me a PayPal chunk. That was, as I've said before, I'm always saying absolutely appreciated, but completely unnecessary. Well, absolutely appreciated and uh, a little necessary at this point in time. So thank you, Paul, for thinking of me and stepping up. And also Paul works, you know, Paul's an over the road truck guy, man. I mean, he's, he's out there in the mix. He's still an essential worker and he's getting it done. And, and, uh, and for him to think of me in this time is amazing. Um, so thank you very much, Paul. And thank you, David L. Williams. Now, David L. has been around from the beginning. David Ellis helped me in ways other than monetarily because I took, I've talked about it on here before when I was doing the one man, David L took the, the, the seven 11 story and transcribed it for me. So I would have it to kind of study and, and red pen and 
get it ready for the stage. He took the edition, the, the one that I told here on the show, I believe, and broke it down. Um, I don't remember where he got it. He might have got. He, I don't know where he got it, but whatever. He fucking transcribed like thirty pages of the of the Seven Eleven story, and allowed me to have that as a working text. And I can't thank him enough for that. Well, now he's in Pennsylvania. He's a playwright. He's doing very well. He's got uh, his wife is working. She's doing online stuff. And I called him. Actually, he's another guy that I actually called. Um, but the difference, it's funny. Uh, he had sent me um, a very nice PayPal donation. And then I called him because I owed him a call for Schmidt. He called me anyway. Uh, but I called Paul Pepper and then he sent me a PayPal donation. So it's it's amazing to have people who I reach out to and I wind up getting to speak to and thank. I didn't get to thank Paul in person for his donation because it came after, but I'm doing so now. So Paul and David and Christian, Diane and Cameron, Chad and Greg and Rick, thank you all for stepping up via Patreon and PayPal and uh, making things a little less scary in these jobs elite times. I appreciate you reaching out and making that happen. You guys can do that too. The PayPal link is available on the uh, website, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. In the upper left-hand corner of virtually every page, you'll see a little Schmitty with his pocket out. It says donate and click on that and do just that. If you want any any amount helps. I'm not, you know, I'm not being that guy, but thank you so much. It's like our buddy Troy signed up for Uber and, and Uber told me that I was going to get 10 bucks. And I was like, well, that's fucking 10 bucks you didn't have yesterday. So I'll take that. Um, so thank you, everybody who thinks of me and sends money. So the PayPal link is up there in the top left of every page. Uh, we have the Amazon link on, if you long as, look, as long as you're at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, we're all using Amazon these days, so this can really help. Go to the merchandise page, click on the Amazon link there. You know, the merchandise page used to be the Joe Business page, but now it's the merchandise page. You click on the Amazon link and you're shopping, and that costs you nothing. Man, that's just you shopping and we get a taste of whatever you're buying. Thank you so much for thinking of me there. I appreciate it very much. Uh, yeah, that that's the best. You're, you're going on a shopping trip and we just get a percentage and... And it and that really helps. Like I said, that chunk a month, it's been varying a lot. You know, around the holidays, obviously, it spikes a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's it's gone down because uh, people are, I don't know if they're protesting Amazon, whatever. It doesn't matter. You need to know what fucking logistics behind the inside football, whatever, inside baseball, inside any sport. Um, but what you can do is is go to Amazon. Like I said, or I'm sorry, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page, click on the Amazon link, and then we get money, they get money, you get stuff. You're shopping, we get a taste of it, they get their money, you get your stuff, it works out perfectly, it's a great relationship, we get money, they get money, you get stuff, go ahead and do that please at Amazon and use the link, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Patreon, like I said, you can look for me and go ahead and sign up and become a patron there. Cameo, you can book me to do a phone call thing. Uh, thank you to our friend Tanya in Canada, who's lovely and, and had me do a, a podcast, mini podcast, so to speak, on, on Cameo. Uh, and I was very proud and happy to do it because she's like, do it for the West Side 86 Jokers family. And so I did. Uh, very nice of you to think of me, Tanya. I appreciate it up in Canada because I mentioned Tanya last week. Give me a PayPal uh, donation as well. So absolutely incredible. The people who have reached out and uh, are still reaching out and helping me and helping the show. And it makes me very happy. Thank you. Um, so we have a Twitch channel as well. I'm on there virtually every day playing video games. And while you're there, you can actually contribute bits. You can subscribe to the channel, which gives me money. You can use an Amazon Prime subscription, and that gets me five bucks. Uh, and again, as I've mentioned, every amount helps. I appreciate it. And a special thank you to our friend Jeremy and our friends Manny Mo. They they are consistently giving money on the page. Everybody who subscribes via Amazon Twitch and everybody who does that, you're the best. Everybody who has a subscription and follows along on the Twitch chip page, you're you're great. But our friend Jeremy, who is, you may remember, one of the co 
uh, uh, CEOs, Jesus, couldn't think of the fucking uh, letters, because uh, of Emerald Alawadi LLC, uh, Jeremy and Ahmad, they uh, they are, they run this show. They are the fucking guys in charge. You know that. So uh, Jeremy steps up on Twitch and he gives gift subscriptions to people and then helps me out immeasurably. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for thinking of me. Uh, Manny Mo is 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 in the stream all the time and he'll give uh, he'll always come through with like a donation. He's like the top cash donation guy. You know, Jeremy gives subscriptions and Jeremy and Manny Mo gives money. And I mean, these guys are just, they're fucking, it's funny. There's a scene in Boogie Nights where Burt Reynolds goes, uh, the Colonel puts up all of the money for the films. It's a very important part of the process. Uh, well, Jeremy and Manny Mo would be co-colonels on Twitch. And, uh, and in my real life, you know, uh, there's the Patreon people and Amazon and, uh, the other, Co-CEO of Emerald Alawadi LLC is my great friend Ahmad Alawadi, who is in Kuwait at this time. And he is also under curfew. And, you know, he and I talk on WhatsApp. We go back and forth. And, he, you know, he was supposed to be here. He was going to come here. You know, he was looking at Christmas. We were talking about maybe September because Rammstein was going to be playing. I miss my friend. I wish he was here. You know, I, I really, being alone, whatever the fuck, quarantine, all that stuff, we all go through it. And I'm, I'm a decent alone guy. But spending that two weeks with the mod every year has been has been the highlight for me. I fucking love it. I love when the dude shows up. We watch wrestling. We hang out. Uh, it's like being quarantined, but with a fucking hysterical dude. And uh, he also reached out to me this week, and he stepped up in a big way. Uh, didn't tell me he was, and I found out uh, incidentally, and then was like, Jesus Christ, dude, what are you doing, man? You you're you're incredibly kind and incredibly generous, and I love you. I got to send. Then I sent him a note, and he's embarrassed by the note. I'm sure. But I, you know, guys like Jeremy and Manny Mo and and Ahmad and, you know, Paul and David and Christian and, and Diane and Cameron and Chad and Greg and Rick and all of you out there who I mentioned last week, Michael, who signed up and everybody who sent money and you know, Fearful has sent money individually as well as being a sponsor. Um, you have you have come through for me and provided light in a dark time. And I and I thank you very much for that. It makes me very happy. Uh because oftentimes, and look, brace yourselves. You know, you sit here and you go, "Well, does this mean anything? Does this matter to anybody? Do I does my do my words matter?" That's one of the reasons we're doing the show on a Friday afternoon again. It's just that thing where it's like, ah, well, people are getting a lot of stuff about the coronavirus from everybody. There's a lot of voices out there, a lot of choruses singing, a lot of people are out there doing their thing. And uh, you know, do people want to hear about this coronavirus? They want to hear me talk about being sick or quarantined or cooped up. Does anybody want to hear these things? Um, because they're getting that, and it's just depressing. And you you got to be funny and you know, all I can do is be me. And as I've mentioned to you many times before, being paid to be yourself is the greatest gift there is in this world. And those of you that do that for me, I, I cannot thank you enough, you know, because it is a weird time for everybody. It's a weird time for all of you. Some of you are quarantined. Some of you are laid off. Some of you don't know what the, our buddy Jason, our buddy Jason moved from Oklahoma, I believe to fucking New Jersey for a new job three months ago. Now people are getting furloughed and his salary's getting cut. I mean, he just fucking moved. There are people who are planning on moving or changing jobs and all these different, I, I joke that by going on keto, losing all my weight and planning to move forward and do another stage show, I broke the world. And now it's back to chocolate bars and chips. Let's fucking do that, man. Maybe that'll fucking fix everything. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but please know this, and, and I, I've stressed it enough, and I've said it to you guys, and I know you know me. People out there who physically met me, you know me. You're my friends. All of you I consider my friends. Thank you. 
You've shown me in the past two weeks that you care. I mean, I've already known you care. You care. Everybody cares. But you've stepped up in a way that I, I couldn't have foreseen. And so a lot of the worry that a lot of households have has been taken out of my household a little bit. Um, you know, March is clear. April is clear. You're very nice to me. You're incredible people. And, and help each other. Help us all. Help me again. You know, like I said, you want to go Patreon. You want to send money via PayPal, all that stuff. It, it all goes to the right place. You know, I'm not some fucking junkie putting heroin in my veins. Yeah, I'm putting chocolate in my mouth, but I got to stop doing that. But but please know anything that you you help with is is basically going to, to for basics, necessities and keeping me alive. And do the same for anybody who delivers food to you. Do the same for anybody who delivers maybe even your mail. Leave them an envelope with 10 bucks in it. You know, do it's a hard time for all of us. But it's time to be a global system. It's time to be a global people. It's time to take care of one another. I see, again, I, and I, I'm going to deviate here for just a second. I can't believe we still have sanctions on Iran. I mean, you got to help these people. Help everybody. There's no, nobody's different. Just because somebody lives somewhere different, you can't, you can't tell me they're different from us. They breathe, hands, Their shins hate their knees just as much as our knees hate our shins. Take care of people. Do what you can. I love you guys. You know this. I've been able and lucky enough to meet some of you and tell you that in person. But I tell you it here virtually every week. Know it. Never forget it. You know, I I take it in your heart and fucking own it. I love you guys. Without you, I'm not doing this. If you're not there listening, there's no reason to be talking. Would I still be talking? Of course I'd be fucking talking, but without anybody listening, who fucking cares? You care. Everybody cares. I'm going to let David take us out. I might be late, but I'll be here always. And why is that? Because of you. Thank you. Try to catch the damage in a paper cup There's a battle ahead Many battles are lost But you'll never see the end of the road While you're traveling with me Hey now, hey now Don't dream it's over Hey now, hey now When the world comes in They between us we know they won't win now I'm towing my car there's a hole in the room my possessions are causing me suspicion but there's no proof in the paper today tales of war and of waste but you turn right over to the TV page Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come to build a wall between us. 
We know they won't win Now I'm walking again To the beat of a drum And I'm counting the steps to the door of your heart Only shadows ahead Barely clearing the roof Get to know the feeling of liberation and release Hey now, hey now Don't dream it's over Hey now, hey now When the world comes in They come, they come To build a wall between us We know they won't 